three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. Welcome in. It is episode number 127 of Jobbing Out. I am Glenn Clark. He is Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And he is, of course, the main event. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. It's good to have everybody back together Yay! in studio. That makes me very happy. And it's even better. Oh, I guess we don't have everybody in studio. Because the fourth mic of Jobbing Out joins us this week. You bring in the big guns when it's SummerSlam week. You bring all the stars back, much like they're doing for NXT on Saturday night. And we've got our superstar, a man who goes from rubbing elbows with Ice Cube in the morning to shooting the <laughs> shit with us assholes at night. He is our friend, Steve Miggs from KSW in Seattle. And, of course, all of the many podcasts, including Steve Miggs versus the World of Wrestling. What's going on, buddy? Dude, doing great. Uh, yeah, Ice Cube was ridiculous, but of course, you know, you guys are, are, are the cream of the crop. So, I mean, he, he pales in comparison to I, jobbing out. So. I am more and more convinced that you and I are, have like a, some weird thing, like uh, spiritually, because uh, I literally just watched Straight Out of Compton last night. I had never watched it before. And then I look at your page today, and of course, you've got Ice Cube in studio. I'm like, I think there's something, man. I think we've got some sort of weird connection. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's because we slept together all those nights in Orlando. Yes. I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's some weird connection between you and my, us, sir. My guess was when we took our pants off, I felt like there was a there was some kind of like a unicorn and rainbows just kind of going <laughs> out so of my weird. butt and it's into only... your dong. I'm not sure. I don't know how. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's just go with it. Let's just you know what? Let's just go with it. Let's just go with it. It's a lot like being Blood Brothers, you know. Like it, no, no, no. Which one did you want to go? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah just... He's saying he farted on my dong. I don't understand what the yes. truth about that. I farted a unicorn with rainbows on his dong. That's how the New Day got together. Yeah. I don't know if you guys understood that. Is it? I'm pretty sure they got together because they all happen to be black. <laughs> and because wait, wait. the guy that owns the company is a racist. Don't forget that. Of course, Migs and Glenn aren't. Yeah. What are you trying True. to say? What are you suggesting True. about us? Um, all right, let's before we get oh, into speaking of weird things like that, this has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I just thought it was <laughs> funny. Uh, my mom decided to get uh, the Ancestry.com thing done. Yes. And uh, her whole Oh my god, are we about to find out that you're not black? <laughs> no, I'm Holy definitely shit. black. It's my mom it's my mom's, not mine. <laughs> and uh just my mom my whole life had told me that we were Italian and Irish, and we found out that we are not Italian at all. <laughs> we are we are Irish, yes, but mostly I'm a Brit, so oh, okay. well from her side, mostly Brit. Yeah, How about that. So tea and crumpets and all the way around. So when so London gets the team, you'll go there and you'll be the hometown hero. Apparently, you've already been there a couple of times. Yes, so I you should have taken advantage of the fact that you were a you Brit. Were the, yes, yeah, I should have just got a passport from there while I was there. <laughs> all right, before we get into picks this week, by the way, later on in the show, we're going to be joined by uh, Ron Snyder, local author. His new book is out. It is called, and I've read it. It's excellent. It's called Wrestling's New Golden Age. 
Uh, it's tremendous, so uh, you should pick that up. But we'll talk to Ron Snyder about it later on in the program. And we'll, of course, make our picks for both NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 as well as for SummerSlam. Before we do that, there was something pretty significant that happened on SmackDown this week. Um, what are you referring to? Uh, well, obviously, well, he, I think he, you know he's what I'm obviously referring to. It was referring Twin to Peaks, that, I think. They and that it's say. not going to be on <laughs> next week. Yeah, that also. Tuesday, not worth watching this yeah, week. Not I don't sure know how I feel about that. You're not wrong. Um, so we have a main event. Correct. It was uh, a, a quality. The main biggest event. main event in SmackDown history, I mean, and they ended up not being far off. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was trying to figure out. Okay, how is this bigger than the you know number one contender match a couple weeks ago? Just well, to name one. Well, pretty big because it was the yep. first ever cash in on SmackDown. Correct. Uh, no. No, well, Jericho was cashed in on SmackDown after yes. WrestleMania. Uh, by, yeah, as and uh, Edge by, on Edge on Taker when after, uh, after the Taker was Batista, that was well. so the first one in basically ten years. Yeah, essentially, yes. essentially, <laughs> it's been that long, no doubt. Um, we uh, no longer have a Money in the Bank briefcase holder because Baron Corbin cashed in his Money in the Bank, and then for some inexplicable reason decided to go after the other guy instead of going after the champion, and. <laughs> And lost. Th- there's just okay. I do- I'd want to say I hope that it's not a drug test thing. If it is, that sucks. But let's just say it's not. Okay. Let's All just right. say they let's did just, this. For let's the- just say that's right. not the Th- reason. This was written into it. <laughs> Logistically speaking, the only conceivable way I could think that you could think that this would make sense, and it's still stupid to me. But the only way you could think it makes sense... Well, I actually like wrestling. ...is that <laughs> if, you, if you say that they did it because in storyline, Shinsuke and Baron have been going back and forth so much that if Baron were to say, look good against John Cena, still probably lose, but look good against John Cena, and then Shinsuke wins the title, then he's- why would he not... Right. immediately come out and right. cash in. You know what I'm saying? You could. It wouldn't make sense in that storyline mode if that's what you want to say. Short of that, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I, I will say I, I've been kind of going through the possibilities on what they could be thinking, and I've heard that people saying that basically what you just said in a little bit different way, that you know, if Shinsuke does win the title and Corbin has the briefcase, we're not really going to be basking in his win. We're going to be all be staring at the stage waiting to see if Corbin comes out. So this that's what, I don't think that's why they did it, but it's a nice side effect of it. The one storyline reason I could really see if they're doing it is if they're somehow sending Baron Corbin over to Raw. I, I don't huh. necessarily see that happening. There have been rumors that they might do another pseudo shakeup coming up soon. And if Baron Corbin's going to Raw, it's, it's you know, they pretty much have to do it. Why I guess the they hell would Baron Corbin? Well, then the big cast or fucking Braun Strowman better be well, that's Well, guy. actually, that was my, my, my <laughs> exact idea was you trade Corbin for cast pretty much. I mean, that would it would probably help Cass, which right it now... It would absolutely hurt Baron. Oh, yeah. I, I, Baron I is benefiting I so much from SmackDown I don't I don't disagree well, at all. I'm just, trying said, to fig- I'm just trying to figure out what the hell happens here, yeah. and that does pop up as a, okay, maybe down the line they're thinking about moving to Raw, they got to get rid of the briefcase. That's a plausible explanation. But you're right, there's... Even if the... Uh, you know, you want to say, other people have said, you know, this is going to start him to be more aggressive now. Now he's going to be angry. It's like, why couldn't he do that with the briefcase exactly? There's not really a clear reason right now why he should be have lost the uh, briefcase. Migs, you want to chime in? Yeah, I don't really understand why they did it either. But, I mean, I'm reading these things on the Internet that are saying that this is a form of punishment for how he's been 
reacting to fan backlash and, and, and some negative tweets. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. It seems rather stupid either way. Um, I thought maybe, well, is it to create more of a drama between him and, and John Cena at SummerSlam? But sometimes I just wonder if they just say, ah, fuck it. Let's just see what happens if we do this and see what kind of reaction we get. And I, I wonder if that's this is that kind of a situation because really it doesn't seem to make any sense to to have him lose the money in the bank briefcase on on just a random episode of SmackDown, even if it is a lead in to, to SummerSlam. I think it's because his hairline sucks so much. That's what I think it is. Yeah, but that was the case when he won the briefcase. Did did they just ignore his hair up until now? I got to start with this. I can't believe you guys are complaining so much. I actually enjoy the product, and I actually (laughs) like watching from week to week and seeing what happens. And I think by next week, we're going to have this all sewed up. Maybe. Then you're going to feel like an asshole, like regularly, because you just complain about things all the time, whereas I just sit back and enjoy myself. That's the way that I am as a wrestling fan. Um, Could it be something as simple as they they just wanted to create chatter leading up to SmackDown and they knew that people like us are going to talk about what in the hell are they doing? Why would they do this? Is is that the reason? I don't know, but it it certainly, if it is, it succeeded. I mean, there's there's no doubt that it it got more conversation. I'll go back to, I think it was a strange decision. I, I always wonder a couple of things. I thought it was a strange decision to put the, the, the briefcase on Corbin to begin with because I just didn't sense that Corbin had any kind of heat, and I didn't sense that the briefcase gave him the heat that they wanted it to give him. Um, I, and, and so I think that's a tough thing to deal with. Does it, does, it, does it make sense that they did it, that this is what you do, that you know now we have a reactionary decision? I don't know, but I just never sensed that the briefcase had made Baron Corbin seem like a viable championship level performer although he is about to get a match with john fucking cena at SummerSlam, so that probably would have helped in that process um or is this is the losing the briefcase a a part of the the, to build that suspense between him and john cena at SummerSlam? i I guess and it it does because but what does that do because john cena is going to win that's the only reason well well we'll we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the picks but okay I think, yeah, I think can, we all know that. You can pick Baron Corbin if you want. Win. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 and it, well, I'll wait for the question. I'll get, I'll get there. Um, I, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I'm not, I'm not living and dying over this one because I do think that to some extent you can't have every single briefcase holder cash in. And I know now it's been three, so they, yep. they, I think there's a pattern. I do think you have to make it seem as though it's possible you could win and not win the title anyway. Um I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about this. I'm so surprised by it that I haven't fully been able to grasp it. I think it was unthinkably stupid the way that they did it. Like, if you're Baron Corbin and you really are going to cash in the briefcase when John Cena is still standing there, then you're just an idiot. This goes back to the Dean Ambrose isn't crazy. Dean Ambrose is 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 just is a very unintelligent human being. You're doing the same thing. Baron Corbin's not ruthless. He's stupid. You you don't cash in when somebody else who hates you is still right on the apron. Like, you just don't do that. And it was poorly sold by Corbin because he literally looked over at John Cena 15 times before he decided he could have done that before the bell rung. It was, it was very poorly executed. 
And I think that goes into all of the reasons why everybody is so up in arms about it. I, I do wonder, yes, people have pointed out that Jinder Mahal's body was like halfway underneath the rope. And if they somehow use that to give him back the briefcase, which I think would be a mistake. Cause oh, actually, it, I think that, that would probably love yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I mean, that, that. that would be kind of fun. But it's like you've already done the take away the briefcase, give it back thing with uh, Carmella. You're, you're, Who cares? You're meddling with it a little bit much. I mean, the one thing that... You're trying to get people to watch next week. I'm all for them suddenly... Well, hold on. If they were trying to get people to watch next week, they would have announced the Twin Peaks, not uh, well, That's Bayoff. fair enough. That is fair. That is a good <laughs> point. Um, but th- what you were saying about how it, you know, it wasn't clicking, it wasn't doing much, like, it's been two months. It hasn't even been two months. I- I'm just I, surprised they wouldn't, if, if it's about that. Right, I hear Like, you. what changed their mind in two months? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. The whole thing is weird. But that's what they did, and that's where yep. we are. That's where we are. And I, by the way, it in fact impacts zero my excitement for this weekend, just for the record. I am still all in. I'm still amped. I'm still excited about uh, SummerSlam and about NXT on Saturday night, so I don't care. It's just it is wild. How much do you guys take into account the, all these conspiracy theorists that are saying that there's issues with him and backstage with some of the people and management or whatever it may be because of how he's handling himself, and this is a form of punishment? Yeah, see, I don't buy it because he's been doing that since NXT, like the going back and forth on Twitter, going back and forth with the fans, and they liked him enough to give him the briefcase, so yeah. what's what's changed there? I mean, and, and Roman, Ra- Roman Reigns goes back and forth with people on Twitter. Yeah, I, you know, I, I saw one where it was like, I, the big to-do was the fact that he went at some guy that was in the military and all that, and it's like, well, he didn't fucking know he was in the military until after the fact. Yeah, I mean, like, if, that's, if, such... if that's what this is, it's bullshit. I, it's, it's I agree. Bullshit. But I, I don't... I mean, that that's cutting off your nose, because even if you now don't want to give him the title... Keep the briefcase on right. him. There's no, there's right. no reason for him to lose the briefcase here, even if it is a punishment. That's just cutting off the nose to spite your face there. I was, honestly, there was a small part of me that was really hoping he was about to cash in just so they could still get John Cena in the championship match oh, on I, Sunday. Like, I would have yeah, laughed so hard. I really thought it was going to be a fatal so four-way. Right, well, like, I, I would have loved to see it if, if all of a sudden it was just Corbin versus Cena title match and well, no, Jinder I, I, Nakamura. I'm with, I'm with AJ. Oh, I, I think I, it would have been all four no, of them. I, I would have liked all four. I would have laughed Look, so hard. Look, they're trying to burn off was... about half of their SummerSlam matches as it is. Apparently. Yeah. burned off one more in that process if you managed to do that. But that uh, apparently was not the case. All right, let's make some picks. Um, yeah, so we need. By the way, I, th- we, I think we all owe. No, age, I think Aaron's the only person that doesn't owe no, anything right now. Yeah, we, well, we, we owe we owe the cupping. Oh, yeah, I'm we part still of owe the cupping. cupping. Yeah, I got to figure yep. that out. All right, we all owe something. As does. Uh, uh, although you know who paid his off this week? Ben Nash, ben Nash. and it yes. was fucking it amazing. Was great. It was probably it the was. best payoff. That Do we have that audio? Can we? Can yeah, we pull that up? Can yeah, we pull that up and share? Aaron will pull that up. Ben Nash, our buddy, who's the uh, uh, equipment manager for the University of Maryland and uh, their basketball team, he uh, came in one week because, as we have a rule, uh, we've never made uh, Migs pay for anything. We've never made Migs buy us anything. We've just yeah. sort of let him do this anyway. But I bought you shots once. All right, you know what? You buy, did buy a shots once. We'll take that. And then Aaron bought everybody dinner one night because he lost a credit card roulette. Yeah. Uh, um, we, oh, that's right. We have a rule. That if you buy us something or if you do something for us, you're in. You get to come in and be a guest picker. And uh, Ben did that. He sent us all lovely, lovely care packages of uh, Maryland gear. And that uh, worked quite well to get us to have him in. And he lost um, with me. He and I both lost. And so we both had to dress up like gold dust and deliver a promo. And he did his finally this week. Do you have it ready, Aaron? Uh, assuming the computer works, let's see. Well, here. let's find out. I hear nothing, so that's... Oh. It took time. But everybody knows I was talking over it like an asshole. 
It took time, but everybody knows the Golden One is a busy man. Think of all the masterpieces that have been created that took forever to create. The one thing Amazing. that wasn't a masterpiece were my picks for Extreme Rules on Jobbing Out. That <laughs> was not a masterpiece. But the next time that I'm on the show, you know the Golden One will come through and they will remember the name Gold Dust. It's excellent. That's excellent. And I mean, perfectly and done he looked there. Great. Yeah. He looked great, too, on top of it. If you haven't seen the video, we uh, retweeted it on our account, at Jobbing Out Show. Well, damn. And he done. didn't even need my help to avoid blackface. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, which was an issue for me when I had to do my gold dust uh, the weekend of Aaron's wedding. All right, so we need a bet for uh, this time around. And I mentioned when I walked in, I said, boys, you know what we haven't done in a long time is a food-related bet. One of my favorite bets that we did was when we did the apple cider vinegar bet. Uh, not because it was pleasant to pay off the bet. That bet sucks. Yeah, but because it was one that every, it was relatable. Everybody knows that it would suck in order to have to do shots of apple cider vinegar. So I said, I want to do something food-related, but we have a small problem in that one of the hosts of the show has to weigh in regularly because he's a football player. Correct. So it couldn't be like a pig out and eat so much food type of bet, despite the fact that uh, I think that AJ in another world would be more than happy to do something along those lines. So I said, can you think of anything? And I, I had some ideas. I said, like, you'd have to eat a whole orange peel or something like that. The boys looked at me like I had six heads. Because that's stupid. Well, it just and has nothing to do with SummerSlam. That's fine. I just was throwing out an idea, asshole. And it was stupid. And so AJ came up with one. AJ... <laughs> Please to be explaining okay. what this month's bet is. All right, so um, basically I came with the best bet idea ever. Um, so, you know, New York's unknown for a lot of things. It's known for the Yankees. It's known for the Mets. It's known Jay-Z. for the Statue of Liberty. It's known for Christopher Wallace. It's known for Sean Carter. Um, it's known for some of the greatest people that have the ever— The Naked Cowboy. The Naked Cowboy. There, it's, it, there's, it's, it's known for me, man. It's Steve Miggs. It's too. known for so many people, great people, and, and it's you. also known for Donald Trump, unfortunately. <laughs> and um, But at the same exact time— uh, the one thing that it's also known for is pizza. I mean, literally, there's New York pizza places. They're called New York Pizza. Right. And they're in Texas. Yes, that's and true. And they're in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they're in Wyoming. And they're everywhere, right? So, I decided, since we couldn't eat the pizza. Well, correct. Uh, that the person who loses this week, or persons that lose this week, must... Does your dog dog care to weigh in? (laughs) My my dog likes pizza. Lulu? Yep. All right. What what about Lulu? My wife just got got home. She's freaking out. I can't help that. (laughs) No, you're good. I was just busting your balls. Uh, uh, My my wife wears your dog's pants. You know, his his dog has a shirt. Jesus Christ. We don't even have a shirt. What the hell is going on? I'm wearing that shirt right now. In that picture of me with Ice Cube, you can see me wearing that shirt. It's a Bullet Club inspired Bullet Club shirt. Ice Cube, I hate you. But the the losers have to take each individual slice of a New York style pizza. A whole pizza. Whole pizza. Each individual slice and use it like a washcloth and wipe their body down with a saucy, cheesy, bready slice of New York pizza. I, 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 yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. 
Pizza bath. Pizza bath. Pizza bath. bath. It's happening. Hashtag pizza bath is taking over. This is actually what you're supposed to do if you get uh, skunked, isn't it? If you get hit by a skunk, you're supposed to like rub tomato sauce all over yourself, yeah. aren't you? So this is pretty similar to that when you think about it. Maybe you should just go get skunked beforehand. So I'd rather you, not no? do that. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, that's what we're doing. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a last a kid, second that's how uh, suggestion? I had my rite of passage is that they slathered pizza all over me when I grew up in New York. It's, well, it it's, is a rite of passage. <laughs> right. so I'm all in. Right. Yeah, so you are an adult in New York. Yeah, you even did. if not one in that Seattle. At, I'm pretty sure that happens at every bar mitzvah in, in New York. <laughs> yes. All right, well, let's do it. Um, we have, we'll start in the first, we'll, what we'll do is we'll make our NXT picks, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back in, and we'll make our uh, picks for SummerSlam. Uh, NXT TakeOver 3 in Brooklyn on Saturday night, uh, 8 o'clock on, is it 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock? It's 8 o'clock, right? I believe it's 8 o'clock. Whatever it is, you'll find out. On the uh, WWE Network, Aaron Oster, where do we begin? Oh, by the way, Miggs, we don't treat him like a typical uh, guest picker. He just goes into the rotation. Yep, he rotates. Uh, we will start. Well, we'll just go in order here. Uh, Johnny Gargano against Andrade Almas. Migs. I am picking Gargano. <laughs> big return. I think he's going to get a big win. Um, I, I, this is tricky, though, because they've clearly been packaging Almas the last few months now at this yep. point after having him get his ass kicked for a little while. And they're clearly doing something with that and with uh, Thea Trinidad or... What what is her name? What is it? What is it's it? It's Thea Trinidad. I have no, no I idea. Yeah, her name is on the show. Um, I I oh, I'm, is it even me? Is it me? Who is it? I thought it was going to be me, but you're you no, feel fuck free. it. It's me. I I think what happened is yeah, I watched the right. circle. Yeah, yeah, you're sitting circle. in a different seat this time, and that's yes. why it really screwed with me. Um, I'm yeah, I'm still going to go Johnny Gargano. I just don't like the idea of Johnny Gargano. Eh, God damn it. God damn it, I'm going to talk myself out of it. No, fuck it. I'm taking Andrade Almas. I'm taking Andrade Almas. Yeah, I'm taking Andrade Almas, and I wouldn't have even thought that much about it. It's To me, there's no, like, what do you get out of having a guy showing he doesn't care that he loses? Right. And then this whole buildup of, like, he's supposed to care now about what's going on, got his life together type shit, and then... He loses, right. He loses? I mean, you could say he loses, and then he just shows that he's mad, but, like... Does that really help you in the long run? Yeah. Yeah, But that's the scenario that I'm almost thinking about here is that, you know, you take the one loss now that whatever her name is right now is by her side. So you can actually see her react to the loss and that's what gets him back on track. So for that reason, plus it is Gargano's return after the big moment at the last takeover. I'm going with Gargano. All right. All right. Next up. Next up. Next up, Hideo Itami against Aleister Black. Which is kind of thrown together. Um... It feels like a lot of this event is kind of thrown together. Like it's fine. I, it's I was going to say three of the five matches. Yeah, kinda, feel, yeah. Even even you could make the case the uh, the title matches a little bit thrown I mean, together. It's yeah. very much thrown together, and it is even more. However bizarre I thought it was when we talked about it last time, it is more bizarre having watched the last couple of weeks. They fucked that up. Um. Anyway, Hideo Itami and Alistair Black. It feels like Hideo Itami needs the win more, but I feel like they want to protect Aleister Black more, so I'm going to go Aleister Black. I, um, I'm i also going to go with Aleister Black. I just think I think that Hideo Itami, I think the opposite. I think he doesn't need. Really? And I mean, like, at this point, he hasn't really accomplished. When you have him lose to Bobby Roode. Yeah, that's not the end of the world. He has, I agree. No, but I'm saying, but he, what is the thing that he's accomplished in NXT? I, getting hurt all the time. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean. so like this loss won't hurt him. Yeah, he hasn't really done anything. Probably. But Alistair Black is still 
early on in his career in NXT, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I'm uh, going with Aleister Black as well. I think that, again, kind of I could see a Tommy using this loss to propel him. He's, he's going down the heel. He's not, I guess, completely 100% heel yet. He's definitely on his way there, and this could propel him there. It's weird that this isn't uh, a Tommy Ono. I mean, it's super weird. <laughs> like, it's why, why super is, weird. And uh, Ono not on the card Again? I mean, I guess he's going to have another match on NXT next week, but, like, Jesus Christ, it is really bizarre. Um, and I just think that Black is kind of that new red-hot baby face. You know, when uh, a couple months ago when we were at NXT, he got one of the loudest pops yeah, of the night. He, I, I, he think, I think they really want to position him well, so I think he gets the win here. Maybe he should have faced... I don't... I, you know what? Never mind. Go ahead, Mix. I, it's going to be an incredible match. I agree. It's been completely rushed, but I, I'm looking forward to this one, and uh, I, I as well is going. I'm going with Aleister Black. All right, very good. Next, next tag titles are on the line as the Authors of Pain defend against Sanity. AJ, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I, I are you about know. to pick Sanity? Is that what's about to happen? I don't. Know. He seems really panicked right now. Like it seems like he's having. Like, he, a, it seems like he forgot down. about this match, and then was like, "Oh God, no!" It's just the authors of pain could very well be on SmackDown or Raw. They very well could be, absolutely. And they could be the ones. Her? They could be the ones going after Breezango. <laughs> yes. That. And do you do that with the NXT title? Eh, not typically. <laughs> not usually. <laughs> It doesn't mean they couldn't, though. It does not mean it they couldn't. It doesn't mean they couldn't. I, I'm going to pick the Authors of Pain just because I've never picked against them. And Why I, would you? And I've always won. Yeah. It's kind of the same reason I'm picking Floyd. Right. Well, there's <laughs> well, a little the, bit of different circumstance there. The boy, his odds lower and get in those bets now. Oh, my God. People really bit into that fucking eight-ounce glove shit. Yep. Um, but well, yeah, and, and Paulie Malignani getting uh, knocked down. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Although you mean when he didn't throw punches for a minute, <laughs> right. and yeah, got exactly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with Authors of Pain. You know, I could almost buy into Sanity winning the titles. You know, we again going back to that uh, NXT show we saw two months ago. Like they positioned them as the face in the match against the Authors of Pain. Which, it's that's still weird. It's weird. I mean, I I could see, but uh, Sandy working as like a chaotic neutral, I can see working pretty well and kind of getting over that way. Uh, if I didn't see Red Dragon on the roster right now and realize, oh crap, Red Dragon should be the ones to dethrone the Authors of Pain. I could buy it, but I, I think Red Dragon at the uh, next takeover. Which, one is, to do which it. one is Red Dragon? That's O'Reilly and Fish. Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Bobby right. right. Fish. All right. I didn't. I honestly, I, that's my fault. I didn't realize. Yeah. That. Um. So yeah, I, I have the Authors of Pain winning here, but I don't think I think it's way more likely that Sanity beats them than that, that those two guys do. For the record, I just that's okay. My gut. Anyway, go ahead, Migs. Ah uh, man, maybe I like slathering pizza all over myself because I'm going with Sanity. Hell yeah. I, I, Hell I, yeah. I, I got to do it, man. Eric Young, you know back. What? I feel I'm loving it. Sanity's the one. You know what? Let's have some fun, boys. Sanity. Sanity is my pick as well. I wouldn't have done that if Migs had I was gonna... If it had been a straight sweep, I wasn't going to let this be the reason <laughs> but why I, I, I had I to like, dump. I like how AJ starts thinking about Sanity. You're like, oh, you're thinking about Sanity. Oh, I wasn't. Gonna, then... There's no world in which I picked them had it not been for the fact that Migs did. <laughs> if you guys boys are going one, two, three, I would have said, I ain't losing this way. I know that much. <laughs> I'm not going to be wiping pizza sauce on myself because I picked against the authors of pain. But I think the fact that Migs picked them, I'm comfortable. Let's go. Let's go. Let's party. Let's dance, boys. Idiot. Well, Next. What, even though we complain about other matches being thrown together, this match was not thrown together. Asuka, Ember Moon, women's title. 
I would, if I'm in charge of booking, I'm putting it as the main event. I don't think they will, so I'm not betting on it, AJ. But uh, I would. I don't, you're the one that brings up those stupid bets. I know. Not me. <laughs> but um, well, I'm safe. I'm not stupid enough to bet on it this time. But if I'm in charge, I absolutely put this as the main event because it's the one match that's you know. Why don't you tr- bet on it, Aaron? No, I don't want to. So why don't we keep talking about it then? Because I just want to put All it right. out there that if I'm in charge, it's the main event because it's the best feud going into this card. All right. Um, and I have Ember winning. Ooh. I, I think that Asuka Ooh. has done what she can with the streak. She's eclipsed Goldberg. She's eclipsed 500 days. Ember, you know, there's a reason that they had Asuka use the dirty tactics to win in Orlando. I think it's Ember's time. So I have Ember Moon winning. All right. Steve Miggs. I don't think Asuka's ever going to lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> I truly think she will hand the title over at some point and say, I'm just bored of this competition. I'm moving on. See you guys. That would be cool. I, yeah. I, I'm going with Asuka. Here's the logical way that I think that we could be close to what Aaron's talking about. I think there is a world where Aaron could end up winning this because there's a disqualification. I think that's not impossible that Asuka walks out with the belt, that that's the next logical step of how to, to, to make Ember Moon still be credible in the process but not have Asuka lose the belt. All that being said, and by the way, I am starting to have... Not quite Alicia Fox level, but I'm starting to get really, really excited. When they put Ember Moon in jeans the other day, like, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, I don't know what What about that night we saw JoJo in Baltimore? Oh my God. Oh my oh God. God. <sighs> um, wow, that's good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it really was. It, it, it perfectly it really in sync, was. It really was great. Uh, I don't know what it is, but Ember Moon's doing it for me, but I'm not, I'm not picking her. I'm picking Oscar. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I gotta be honest with you. Oscar does it for me too. Yeah, she does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. God, this sounds so misogynistic right now. um, I am a terrible person. I mean, it's nothing wrong with saying that you're attracted to a woman. Yes, and a man for what it's worth. When I'm attracted to a man, I tell you that I'm attracted to him. You've said I absolutely. You've absolutely said you're more attracted to Kurt Angle than any other woman. Kurt Angle in that picture, I would will jerk off to it. I don't understand what (laughs) the problem is. Correct. I've never heard you talk about masturbating to a female. Never. I've never said. Never once on the show have I said that I I will masturbate to a female professional wrestler. You know what that's called? That's called progress, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so power rankings, Angle, R-Truth, and... Yeah, and then Alicia Fox. Where's then... little Jimmy in that hierarchy? Oh, I don't... I mean, I, I it's pretty... It's up there. Up there. <laughs> um, yeah, um... I've, I've been thinking that this is how it's going to play out. I thought when, when Asuka beat Ember at WrestleMania that... That was going to be the end of the feud. It was either going to be the end of the feud or Ember was 100% winning at SummerSlam. Right. And Ember is winning at SummerSlam. I mean, I'm picking Ember Moon. I think that Asuka shows up to an open challenge from Naomi after Naomi defends against Natalia. And Asuka is the reason why face Natalia still has the belt. See, if Whoa. anything, I was thinking Asuka goes on Raw to replace Bailey. If Bailey's out for a little um, while, okay, but because I mean, I mean, you're still... just making you're making Oscar a face if you do it that way. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean, I don't. I think that Oscar's over as a face. I think that she's just so over that it kind of doesn't matter right. anymore. But and, and I think when she first comes up, you can you can turn her a heel, you know, after a couple months. But I think you need to. Debut I think her the as remarkable face. part of Ember Moon is that she's still over despite the fact that she's facing Oscar. And I know that sounds silly because they positioned Oscar as a as a as a heel, but she's so over just because she's Oscar. Yeah. Oh yeah. That it's difficult 
to still have someone else be a strong well, face I mean, in the process. She, she split with Bailey when Bailey was Correct. red hot. So yes, clearly she's... And in. so the way that they've managed to get people to still be in on Ember Moon... Hey, are fans stupid about Bailey? Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. That is also really true. Okay, cool. Just make sure. We have a championship match to pick before we get to the break. Yeah, I'll let you rant about it before we get to the picks, if you'd like. It's insane. It's insane. And I told you it was insane the first time, and I'm going to continue to tell you that it's insane. And, and now it's almost like they're openly admitting how insane that it is that, that they ever did it this way. Like, what? I, I, I don't know what the deal is, and it, it reeks of Vince McMahon. And that is the one thing that we thought. Like, Vince McMahon had nothing to do with NXT. But it reeks of Vince McMahon to say, we have an amazing blood feud that has captivated everyone that's watched the television program. Both guys are perfectly healthy and ready to go for our blood feud main event of our biggest card of the year. So let's make sure that we take one of the guys out of it and put somebody else in that makes no sense. And this is nothing against Drew McIntyre, who's great, who is very deserving of being involved in a, a championship caliber main event because he's Drew McIntyre, and look at him. For Christ's sakes, he's that deserving. But you did all the goddamn work, you then bailed on it for no reason at all, and then you continued to do it anyway as you were trying to sell the main event of your, your takeover. It's fucking weird, man. It's super weird the way that they've done this. This match absolutely 1,000% should be Bobby Roode and Roderick Strong. Why they feel the need to drag it out and do it down the road somewhere, I don't understand at all. Um, I have to assume, you know what, we're going to get into our picks. I'm just going to make the first pick, so fuck you guys. Because obviously Bobby Roode has to win this match. There's no other logical scenario. This has to mean that either Drew McIntyre is going up quickly, and so they just wanted to get him into the main event. There's still the Bobby Roode-Roderick Strong thing, which makes no sense to have Bobby Roode drop the belt, other than you can say that, hey, it's not really about the belt for Roddy, it's really about Bobby Roode, so he would still be... You could do that, but it's... Or could they be transitioning someone completely different, who may be showing up at Brooklyn this Saturday? I mean, which one? Well, there's one who hasn't showed up yet. I mean, there's a few that haven't showed up yet. Adam Cole. I mean, he, but he's Bad one man. of the few. I mean, Donovan Dijak might show up. Yeah, but... Leo I, probably is not no. showing up to be in that picture. Yes, if you want to sell I, it. I, I think it would be Adam. If anyone was going to be immediately okay, thrust but, into the spotlight, it would be Adam Cole, yeah, one of those guys. I don't know. All I know is this is dumb. This and is, it, if they're bringing... By the way, if they're bringing back all the NXT people, they bet it, it would be perfect to have... Kevin Owens, just, you know, the shot of Kevin Owens in the crowd, yeah, pan yeah, a little yeah. to the right, Adam yeah. Cole sitting right next to him. That's what I want to see. Migs, I went in front of you, so I'll let you go second here. Go ahead. Dude, I mean, everything you're saying, I'm, I'm right on board with you. I, I don't think Bobby Roode's losing to Drew McIntyre, and, and I do believe that Drew's eventually, I think rather soon, is going to be in the WWE main roster. Uh, so I'm going with Bobby Roode. Yeah, um, I don't know why you guys are just ruling out the fact that Roger Strong, because he hates Bobby Roode Could can't come down and be the reason Saturday Drew McIntyre wins. So that's why I'm picking Drew McIntyre to win. Okay. Oh. It's okay. It's fine. I, I think I think Roode wins. I think I think it's more likely Roderick comes out, like tries to get at Roode and that costs McIntyre if you go that route. I think Roode holds and then you I mean if, if I'm them, it seems like they're going towards the triple threat. Like after that last segment on this week's NXT, it yeah, seems I mean, like it could, they're going that could towards be the case. The... And that could be an argument for Drew McIntyre to get the belt as well, because you could still have both of them in the picture. I I just can't yeah. fathom. No, I why... I, I have uh, I have uh, Rude winning. Why would you if you're Roderick Strong? Why would you wanna you know that you're in line to get another opportunity with Bobby Roode. Are you? Yeah, you're in line. You you were given a match this week to get a chance to be the number one contender and it didn't have well, a finish. The, the odd thing was the way that they were saying it. 
he gets a shot at Bobby Roode. Like, right, that they was didn't say the championship. Yeah, shot. that I was very, that. very but odd the way they kept insisting and, on and again, saying it that way. That might be because they've decided that it's not going to be for the championship, or it, it could be just the way that they worded it. It doesn't make any sense if you're Bobby Roode to want that to not be for the champion. I'm sorry, if you're Roderick Strong. Why would you purposely want to cost someone the title if you appear to be in line to get a shot at the title? Like, that just, that just doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying they won't because do it. Because it's a blood feud and you hate Bobby And Roode. you're saying that it's more important than the Correct. championship is. And you can say that over the next couple of weeks. It would just seem, if you're a professional wrestler, you're supposed to care about the belts. and So that would seem kind of, you could have both. But you don't like, need a belt for a blood feud. Correct? I understand. In one scenario, though, Correct. you can have your blood feud and the belt. You don't have to choose yeah. one or the other. Nobody's making you choose between Correct. the two. You could have both if you so like. Correct. It's like how you can have your pizza and rub it on your dong, too. <laughs> if you so choose. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, you already picked. Yeah, you said Bobby Roode. I All right. Bobby Roode. We'll come back in. We will make our picks for SummerSlam. He is Steve Miggs. He is our guest this week. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Many people know about Goodwill through donating clothes and furniture. Did you know that Goodwill also accepts vehicle donations? Goodwill accepts vehicles in running or non-running condition. When you donate a vehicle, you can steer clear of all of the headaches associated with trying to sell a car yourself. It's fast, simple, and reliable, and you also receive a tax deduction. When you donate to Goodwill, know that your donation is being used to help someone find a job. Last year, we provided job training services to people in need of assistance because of physical, mental, or other social barriers and placed over 3,000 into jobs. To donate your vehicle to Goodwill, visit givethegoodwill.org or call 866-492-2770. That's givethegoodwill.org, 866-492-2770. You could get high or you could get low. You could stay young or you could grow old. Let it go. I'm a go for broke. You could go hard or you could go home. You could live life or you could just fold. Let it go. Cause I'm a, I'm a go for broke. Love. Back in here for segment number two. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Our special guest, Steve Miggs. Steve Miggs versus the World of Wrestling. And, of course, the main event. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. So we are in the middle of our pick segment for SummerSlam week. We made our picks for NXT TakeOver. Now let's make our picks for the biggest party of the summer. The six-hour-long party. My God, there are a lot of matches. There Correct. are a lot of matches. Good by me. I mean, I don't care. Is anybody up for Jimmy's, by the way? Anybody? Anybody? It's just too far. All right, you're in Ashburn now. I forgot about that. Oh, this far. is Aaron copping out already. Yeah, Great. I don't know. No, it's cool. I'll just go. I'll just go represent I'll, everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll see you there, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Miggs. Actually, you know what? I count on you more than I count on Aaron. So that's that's yeah, the fair that enough. Um, all right. We made our picks. Who's up first? I believe. You are. Because... Well, it would have been me, so I think it defaults to Miggs, and then we just skip me this time. Okay, around. fine. Uh, first match. First match. Uh, they have announced what, sh- what matches are on the pre-show, the first match on the pre-show. The Cruiserweight title match as Akira Tozawa, the champion, goes against Neville, the challenger. Any words on him winning on Raw before we uh, start the picks? I, yeah, I have one word that I want to say. I cannot I, – I, I give them so much shit about so many things. Them managing to get Akira Tozawa over in Boston, that's amazing. That's amazing. A guy that nobody really appeared to have any sort of inclination to care about two months ago got a massive I, pop. I told you guys – 
when Daniel Bryan first took off, I told you guys so many times, all you need is a stupid chant. That's I mean, all it, you need. It helps. It will <laughs> yes. get you over every time. Yeah. He is over because he says ha, which is fine. I love saying it's ha. As, it's as good as 10. Ten. Just as good as 10 it's or yes. just as good as 10. <laughs> it's just as good as yes. The only problem that comes with that is Daniel Bryan has never had to deal with this because he was injured. So then we would come back and everybody would right. still is love that, him. Is that all? Eventually, all if, right. if you just have this one singular chant that everyone does, like Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger got called up because there were so many 10 chants everywhere on every show, not just NXT. He gets to SmackDown. He's been on there for three months, and the 10 chants die. And what happens? His push dies. No, I hear you. I yep. hear you. So I'm hoping that it doesn't happen with Akira Kazawa. I'll say one other thing, though. I think this goes back to everything that I've told you about 205 Live. The moment you have them interact with someone else who's not a cruiserweight, you're better off. You've been better off every time. You were better off with Sasha Banks. Alicia you're better Fox. off with Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. You're better off with with Titan. You're gonna be better every time. You have a, 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 a thousands of performers available to help you out on 205 Live in some capacity. And every time you've gone that route, it's been great for 205 Live. Correct. I don't understand why it is that they're opposed to doing more of it, but it's worked tremendously every time they've done it. I, I want to say one other thing. Uh, I love the fact that if they're doing the title change, they do it on Raw. If they do it on uh, SummerSlam, especially if they're putting it on the pre-show, gets buried beneath the rest of it. Right. So and they, they get, So it, it's arguably the biggest thing that happened on yep, Monday was the yep. title change. So I love that from yep, WWE. I'm, I'm all on board. Now, Steve Mix. Dude, I'm just ready to join Titus Worldwide. I feel like he could help my career. Cause I, I, all can anybody I help your career? I care about The guy is awesome, and I think he's going to beat Neville. This, this effing guy. His career needs help. He's hanging out with Ice Cube. He's like, ah, I maybe can help my career. I go from an interview with Ice Cube. This guy has three podcasts. Three. Yeah, that's true too. He's got fifty-seven. He couldn't have more podcasts. He's got podcasts <laughs> that are his. He's not even on them. Correct. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, the mix. I'll just let somebody else do it this week. I'll just let. Yeah. That's that's the type of guy this guy is. Um, did, who was your pick? Uh, <laughs> I think he picked Tazawa. And I, I am all, oh. Yeah, I mean, technically it is me. Um, I don't know, man. Like, there's definitely there's a part of There's one answer. Stop wasting our time. I think that they could absolutely flip it back to Neville. Um, I do not. I, I wouldn't like it. I know that much. Odd Tazawa. Tazawa. Again, if they if they did it on Raw to give him the spotlight because they knew it would be on the pre-show, that meant they have plans for Tazawa after this. So I'm going with Tazawa. All right, very good. Uh, we have the SmackDown Tag Team titles are on the pre-show as the New Day defend against the Usos. AJ. Uh, New Day. New Day. Steve? Uh, I am also, wait, uh, yep, the New Day. (laughs) (laughs) I really wish I could be the guy to do it. Like, I I wish I could be the guy to pull the trigger, but I can't. It's the New Day, yes. And and, and as painful as it is to see this on the pre-show, because it's like the New Day and the Usos who are... been. It's going to be the best match of the night. Like, I almost... It was the last time. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I almost understand, because it's like, what else do you put on the pre-show? So I, I, You know what it does? You know what I actually... Like, I'm mad it's on the pre-show, but you know what it does? Absolutely. Makes you watch the pre-show? It makes you tune into the pre-show. Because if it was just... Like, I could absolutely see myself saying, uh, I know Kira is going to win. I don't really care. I'm going to watch the new But they really should lead off with this, too. This should be the first match of the night. Instead yeah. of, because then, you know, if you do it second, then people can kind of tune out. This, yeah. like, you should do this first and then have people No, they glued. won't tune out because there is a third pre-show match that before I pulled this card up 
I, I didn't know about. I don't know if you guys knew about it. A six-man tag as the Miz-tourage oh, of yeah. the Miz, Axel, and Dallas faced the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan. So you could very easily put that in the, you know, put New Day for first and this one third. It's amazing. And uh, It's amazing what happens when you lose one member of the Revival, how much you have to, like, change what you were yeah. planning on yep. doing. It's kind of crazy. Aaron? Uh, I'm going with the Hardys and Jason Jordan here. Uh, Steve Mix? Oh, gosh. I don't even care about this one, to be honest. Really? Uh, um, it's the Hardys, and it's Kurt Angle's son. Yeah, and I still don't care. <laughs> you know, I'll go, I'm going to go with... I'm going with The Miz and his crew. Yeah, I think I'm going with The Miz and his crew, too. They're actually a crew, and I think that like when you're actually a crew that's supposed to be, be played to your advantage, yeah. what does it hurt the Hardys to lose this match like at all? To a first ballot WWE Hall of Famer. In right. The like, I mean, you you can mean make no ar- Dallas, right? Yeah. First ballot yeah. Hall of Famer? No. You can make an argument that it hurts Jason Jordan. I, I don't. Just don't have him take the pin. Right, don't have him take the pin, and he's still Kurt Angle's son come Monday. Correct. So I'll go with The Miz yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Mr. Rogers as well. All right. All right. Aaron's an idiot. Aaron, what I mean, <laughs> like, what type of toppings are you planning on putting on the pizza? You know, I just to make it completely bullshit, I'm going to make it no sauce at all. I'm going to make it a white it's pizza. Of course, this guy. Of course, this I would guy literally would spit on you. Yeah, right. You'd literally spit on I me. I would literally spit on you if you Go got a sauceless. If you got a sauceless pizza for this bet, I would literally spit on you the next time I saw I would, you. I would think that we could all agree that if you did that, you didn't complete the bet. Yes. You still owe. Oh, you have another two pizzas. <laughs> Uh, so we get to the main card now, and we got, what, ten of these yeah, matches on the let's main go, card? Let's go, let's go. Uh, John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Miggs. Oh, I, I mean, I think, uh, uh, you know. Hang on, I got it before you answer the question. No, I got a, I just yeah, have a question. I was about to say, I think you have a question. I have I a question that I want to John Cena's winning this match. Yeah, um, I, Aaron's going to try to sell us on why Baron Corbin's going to win the match. I know that. I, it, I, I have no idea what the reasoning will be, but. I to my to my understanding, John Cena is in this match. Correct. It is at SummerSlam. Where he loses a lot. Where he loses all the time, which is what I was going to say. I was waiting for you to say, is John Cena in the match? And I was going to say, is John Cena at the match at SummerSlam? Quick, when's the last time John Cena won at SummerSlam? I genuinely don't know the answer. Two thousand ten against the Nexus. When's the last time you won a singles match at SummerSlam? Was two thousand seven against Randy Orton. Well, I mean that's definitely odd. I'm not gonna not gonna lie to you. It probably means he's due. John Cena's winning the match. Yeah, that's been that's been my logic. The reason why I think like I this whole time I know John Cena loses a lot at SummerSlam because I just pay attention. He lost to literally Daniel Bryan. He lost to Brock Lesnar. He I mean all his big matches at SummerSlam in the last few years he's lost. Um, I didn't realize it was 2010 until mm-hmm. it was brought up the last couple weeks on uh, um, on SmackDown. But when they Beat me over the head with it all this week on SmackDown. Oh, he hasn't won in seven years. He's lost seven choices. That's just telling me he's winning this week. And I, Baron Corbin, I cannot think of a fathomable reason as to why. Like, how does him beating John Cena but losing the money in the bank make him better off? I mean, you could create a scenario, not that he's better off, but you could create, create a scenario where he snaps because he lost, and so now he's just this... That leads him on this path of destruction or something like yeah. that. But I, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually where I'm kind of going with it, where I'm kind of leaning. As much as I'm saying, you know, John Cena does lose a lot, I, I, do, I think Corbin stands tall at the end of this match. Yeah. I just don't know if he... John Cena wins, though. That's my pick. 
Oh, you, you're picking John Cena wins. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and and I am as well. I do think I think it's going to be Cena wins, not necessarily decisively. And Corbin stands tall at the end there. Um, it, it's interesting. Like something has to happen with Corbin because he lost the briefcase. Like this ha- this match has to matter. And I but I think that's it. Is that Corbin? Yeah, you know, we don't know if Cena's going to be around for the next few months. Cena Seems should like, roll him up at the end. It should be yeah, a great he, match, and then Cena see, hits him with a roll-up. Or, just or, like, or catches... <laughs> just like Jinder does, he and get, he loses or, his mind. Or uh, Corbin gets intentionally DQ'd. Like, he catches him in the STF, and, and, you know... What if Corbin just stole Carmella's Money in the Bank briefcase and tried to catch <laughs> that one? Heel, 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 yeah. heel. What, what if he catches it on Naomi? Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. That'd be Corbin amazing. has the women's shit. I like it. Right. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so I'm going... I think it could be Does DQ. the Money in the Bank operate under... Nine tenths of the law. <laughs> possession like is, is possession yeah. all you really truly need. I mean, I've got it. I can't turn it in. What are you talking about? Yeah, but uh, yeah, Cena wins. All right. DQ roll up somehow, but Corbin stands tall. Very good. Uh, next, next we have the Big Show versus Big Cass. Enzo is dangling in a cage for the first time ever. I'm I can sorry. Remember a face- I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm pretty sure that the guy that they cover Berto Aguayo for yeah, I just, just got that. a field goal blocked in yeah. there. Yeah, right. I mean, that's not <laughs> shocker at right, all. Right, right. Wait, was it a field goal or was it an extra point? An extra, extra point. point. Oh, yeah. yeah, that sounds yeah. about right yeah, for yeah, the Bucs. Yeah. <laughs> sounds exactly right. Um, uh, show, cast. Uh, yeah, it's me. Yeah, you. Uh, I mean, you can't possibly have, if you're trying to make Big Cass anything, and boy, is he just a stinking pile of shit. I mean, he there is just nothing no. there. no. That's what? False. What do you think is there with Big Cass? Uh, he had one of the greatest promos I've seen in a very long time this week. It was fine. What? It was fine. What? It was real. I mean, it was it, was, it was a pipe bomb value, but it was the same shit what? I was going to say for the last couple of weeks. Are it's you shitting me? Shit this promo he cut. This promo he cut last week was able to. He was able to fend off the. The crowd that was trying to go out of their way to piss him off. He was able to not only fend them off, but deliver a succinct and profound fucking promo. All the while, all the while, bettering his feud and explaining as to why he will win at SummerSlam. Well, he's going to win at SummerSlam. That's obvious. It was an incredible promo. They had. I literally watched that promo and I said, you know what? I've talked a lot of shit about Big Cass not being able to deliver a promo. I always was worried that he wasn't going to be able to deliver promos once Enzo left his side, and I was fucking wrong. Well, I don't know about that. I apologize. I don't know about that. I don't think I ever said I don't think he could deliver a promo without Enzo there, but it did nothing for me. Like, if you want to give me the... Uh, this Sunday at the start, that was good. Oh, you're doing the you're doing the bit with the John Cena thing where that you've already good. decided you don't same. like the guy's promos. So no, it's the same fucking thing. Uh, yeah, so the, the little same shit. so your little so it's just the exact same argument as the John Cena promos that you. Wait, so he doesn't win all the time. That's a different <laughs> argument. <laughs> of course, Big Cass is winning the match. For God's sakes, they're not having him lose the Big Show. They're not doing that after they did everything they've done to him. Unless they just give it up on him, they're not having him lose the Big Show. So, yes, Big Cass. Big Cass is the winner of this match, and I think he's going to lower Enzo afterwards and beat the shit out of Enzo. I mean, but that's no different than what he's done every week. <laughs> Correct. Like, I mean, why is that? Because he, how many times has he lowered Enzo out of a shark cage? I mean, but still, he's beat the shit out of him every week. D- did you guys hear the supposed reason for this cage? Yeah, the shark cage. No. I don't believe it. I don't. I don't buy it either. So Enzo apparently has a big fear of heights, so this is part oh, this of a is punishment. A punishment. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't know if I buy it, but. It's kind of fucked up, if true. But yeah. Cass is winning. Come on. I mean, yes. Megs. Well, I, think we, I, I, I think we all win because we get to see yet another shark cage match, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. We've been dying. Got, got, got to sell more of those play sets with a little shark cage over the ring. I, I mean, jeez. 
Uh, but, you know, I honestly, I, I would like to see more of uh, Gallows and Anderson with uh, Big Cash. But, yeah, Big Cash is winning. Yeah, I would like to that, see that. That would too. be interesting. That was interesting, that little wrinkle bring yeah. them in for yeah. That's going to be the new, that's going to be the club now. The Cass Cass club. Would, would yeah, it be right? awesome if Cass was the first one to throw it oh up? Oh my god. Would Brooklyn so would lose its shit. I mean, it would be, um, it'd be such heel heat. If they fucking made Cass part of the club. Oh the my god. The leader of the club. Oh my god. The leader of the club that's made for you and me. Am I seeing, never mind. I was doing a Mickey Mouse yeah, club bit I, I there. I don't you. know if you caught me. I got you. Uh, I yeah, got you. It Justin. would be an amazing I am not Brittany. I, are you sure? Yeah. Sure? You, you look like I mean, you're kind of Christina over there. You're you're British, so you might have bad teeth that's, like her. I mean, that's, like that's, my teeth that's are tough. purchased and great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, did we still have? Oh, that was we made all the picks. For yes, we, we made all the picks. Yeah. Uh, next match, I believe AJ's up. Uh, Randy Orton and Rusev. I, uh, Rusev needs to win this match so bad. <laughs> So that had Randy bad. Orton lose a fifteenth consecutive. I guess technically he did win on SmackDown, but I mean, uh, I'm gonna pick Rusev, but I don't feel good about it. I mean, how could you? And uh, Rusev needs this, man. Really? Like he yes. needs this. Yes. He needs this. Yes. How many times have we said I, that I, about I'm, someone? I'm, I'm with you 100. I was going into that like that exactly. It's like, uh. Rusev needs the win. Orton really doesn't because he's Randy Orton. Randy Orton got over on Rusev more in this feud with two RKOs as opposed to one kick. Mm-hmm. Everything about this screams Rusev should win the match. But he never and, wins! And I'm not comfortable at all with picking Rusev. I'm picking him, but good God, am I not betting on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Miggy boy. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, Migs, for future I, reference, I you're after Aaron. Like, well, I just want to make sure that we're... Randy, you're, that? You, when after Aaron makes his pick, it's your turn. Okay, sorry. I, I get confused. I'm not sitting there with you guys. I just wanted to make sure you knew. That's all. I didn't, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'm going with Orton. I mean, no, wait. I'm going with Rusev. You guys confused me. Rusev. Like, just, just, and like, Don't you dare pick Randy Orton in a match that we didn't all pick Randy Orton <laughs> after you picked Jinder Mahal in a match that we all picked Randy Orton. Cough, cough, cough twice if you've smoked some marijuana today. <laughs> no, was, like, wait, wait, was that, that a call? That wasn't too cold. That was like a wheeze or a call. I mean, I guess like it, with, if he My did smoke, that's that's why we said to cough. Yeah, right. That was the idea. Um, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm going to go with Rusev as well because I'm with you know. There is this part of me that's like, of course, this means that Randy Orton's going to win. Correct. Like, of course, yes. based on everything we've said, that means Correct. Randy Orton's going to win. But I. Correct. We all know Randy Orton's going to win this match, but we all picked Rusev anyway. No doubt. Oh, yeah. We're all idiots. Next one. Uh, We have Bray Wyatt against the demon. Not the demon king, but the demon, Finn Balor. I go first. Is the demon in the match? Yeah. Finn Balor's winning. Look, I know I go next. It's absolutely... He did it! He did it! Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's a minor victory. Yeah, you said Finn Balor. Um, yes. I, I, I can't fathom. There's, I mean, they, they don't give a shit if Randy Orton wins a match ever, so why in the world would they suddenly care to have him win a match you, when he's facing you, you the just, demon? You just had a botch, by the way. What did I say? Uh, you just said Oh, I said Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. I did say Randy Orton. Suck it! I'm like Bray Wyatt. <laughs> God damn it. What a way. <sighs> All right, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, the moral of the story is that Finn Balor is winning the match. Um, yes, he is. Uh, and I might paint myself like a demon. Just for fun? Just <laughs> like, not even it. because you lost a bet? Like, just, just for, to do it. I'm all for, for that, when? by the way. Uh, Sunday. 
I might, yes. Where, where, where are you room? watching? I still, don't, I still don't even know where I'm going to watch. It depends on like what my schedule is, like what time I get out of the meetings and shit that day. If you uh, sit at Redskins Park, like just stay in the team room or whatever, watch it there, paint like a demon, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. that'd be, be really be cool. great. That'd I be mean, really great. I'm just saying. All right, um, next one. Next one, uh, SmackDown Women's Title on the line: Naomi versus Natalia Migs. I am going with Naomi. She's not losing to not, not at all losing to Natalia. Um, yeah, I, I, I know that that AJ disagrees with you. Um, but I think also because Carmella is probably going to cash it in at, at SummerSlam. Do we want to make that a pick? Do we want to make that a pick? Is is there Carmella cash in? Nah, hell, we won't Just, make that a pick. Yeah. I, I probably side. Oh God, I don't know who I side with. I'll just say this before you make a pick. Yeah. What's Natalia's moment? I, you're right. She needs What's one. What's her moment? She needs one. What is it? And why is there any reason to think that she's going to be back in the title? She's an absolute how Hall of Famer. You're right. What's her moment? You know what? Hell, you sold me, Natalia. Yeah, I'm picking Naomi. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> Wow. I was wondering why you jumped in there. I was oh, wondering why awesome. you were jump, jumping. I, that was that was I, pretty epic. God, that hope. was really good. God, uh, God, God I'm smarter than um, you. I'm, I'm right on page with Migs here. I think it's a Naomi win with a Carmella hometown cash-in. Yep. I don't think Carmella's going to cash-in. I think that she will eventually. I just I think she'll. it'll be one of those moments where she kind of like teases it, but it doesn't happen. Because I, I, feel truly, like after, I truly believe that Asuka is going to be the person that takes the belt from Naomi. I feel like after what just happened here, if Natalia wins, I should be allowed to put my nuts in your face. That's all I'm saying is I feel like based and on the I way that went that. down. So there were games. <laughs> Vetoed. Next pick. <laughs> Let's go over to the uh, Raw Women's title as uh, Alexa faces Sasha. Glenn? Um, I mean... I, I can't. I, no. Alexa Bliss is winning the match. Yes, that's the answer. I'll ask you, what's Sasha's moment? <laughs> you going to keep doing this to me? I'm, I'm being honest. Sasha's. I'm every time it, she's her won moment the moment was on Raw. Yeah. It's always Raw. Yeah. Never been WrestleMania. She's been in the out. main event, women's main event of WrestleMania twice. She's been. Ne- okay. She's never won. Well, Nia Jax is supposed to be somehow amazing, and she's never won anything. Yeah. That is also true. However, I mean, here's the difference. Nia Jax only been in the main event, women's main event of WrestleMania. That's true. Once. Sasha's it's been only in one more time. Twice. That's only that's only one more. Sasha was in a Sasha was in the match of the year in Brooklyn two years ago. And who won that match? Um, you're right. You're right. There was well, there was a time where Charlotte wasn't allowed to lose on paper. There wasn't Charlotte. That's your fifth botch. It was it was Bailey, and that's your. Well, fifth I'm not, botch. No, no, no. I didn't say that. You just Brooklyn. lost. No, no, no. Stop. You for just a lost. I didn't say the Brooklyn loss was to Charlotte. I'm talking about the the Sasha Banks situation, uh-huh. where she didn't win a lot of stuff because Charlotte wasn't allowed to win on lose on pay per view. Okay, I'll Jesus take it back. Christ. But that was close, and you know it. Don't try Jesus to. Jesus Christ! Don't try to. Don't try to give me fucking guy. Yeah. Fuck God, you. you're all sort of botch thirsty. Yeah, I am because yeah, I'm trying to win. I like to win. I, <laughs> God, <sighs> fuck it. I'm picking Sasha Banks. Right. Here's my question on this: We all went into last. Now w- we got to keep in mind. There's a chance that AJ might know. I don't. All right. All right. We, I, I, the knowledge that I do have makes me think that she won't win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we went into this week, but I just I don't know. thinking don't know. this was going to be a triple threat. It would somehow end up in a no contest, and it would be the triple I threat. Still and that would cannot make... believe. So why wouldn't it be a triple threat 
And what I can think of is they want to give Sasha that moment. Like, why are they going to put Sasha in a nonsensical singles match? Well, she wasn't supposed to be in the match to begin with. I understand So they're that. just going to suddenly change all of the plans because they decided to put her in the match? Why are they? I don't know what they're doing. It's weird. The fact that it's not a triple threat is really, really weird Correct. to me. And the only thing that I can come up with is they want to give Sasha her moment. And that's the reason. And they, they did this specifically to have her take another loss to Alexa after, you know, she got screwed out of the title last one. It makes no sense. I think that there is the reason is this it, for this is because they actually, while simultaneously getting Sasha her moment, they want to get the belt on Nia Jax. So this is the way to go about doing Correct. that is to have, all right, I mean, it's a compelling argument. It's a compelling argument. I just think that the, the I mean, Alexa... if they wanted to get the belt on Nia Jax, why isn't she in this match? Just I agree Sasha with it! This time. <sighs> For fuck's sake. Megs, make a pick. I'm going with Sasha Banks. She's going to be the champ. All right. Very good. I would think it would be amazing, by the way, if for whatever reason they had Carmella cash in on the Raw Women's Champion. That would just be a great... Great. Oh, that would be. I mean, we don't know for sure. We, we assume it's uh, SmackDown. Right? Like but... they've never said. They've never said that you could. That's all I'm saying. That yep. would be crazy. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Uh, we have AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon Shane as Mac. the guest referee. AJ. I'm going. Ah. Uh, the thing is this. I believe. I truly believe in my heart of hearts that WWE wants what's best for us. And because of that, wow! And because of that, I truly believe that the title match at WrestleMania is going to be Shinsuke versus AJ Styles. Now, do you need to drop the belt right now in order to build AJ Styles to that point? No, you absolutely don't. Still eight months away. Still a very long way away. However, what do you do with Kevin Owens if he doesn't win this? What? What do you do? I mean, he's still Kevin Owens. I mean, you're right. I mean, but he's... the Face of America bit is hot. Well, I, I agree with that. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. Eventually, we all know it's better when the champion is a heel. Correct. And if this is the end of the feud, what does AJ Styles do as the Face U.S. champion? Uh, Who does he go against? I mean, if Rusev wins, it could be Rusev. Could be. You're absolutely right. Corbin goes on a warpath. Could be Corbin. Could be Corbin. I think... The stipulation of the ref being a face doesn't make sense unless, like I've seen before in the past, right. when it's a face ref, where he doesn't no, where he doesn't want to count to three versus the other guy. Like when Shawn Michaels was a face ref in the mid-90s, he doesn't want to count to three, but he has to because the heel is going to win. I think that's what we're going to see. I'm picking Kevin Owens. Um, a lot of good points there, especially that last one. That last one's the most interesting point uh but you were saying where does kevin owens go after this if he loses he's going to shane he's going to shane mcmahon right and i don't think shane's going to actively screw him over here but he's going to do something little something that kevin owens can harp on yeah that doesn't really change that but But the reason i see that just in response i see kevin owens winning this we do like with we do like to present both sides by the way on this show many sides when they're balanced (laughs) when the feud (laughs) i think that if kevin owens wins he can then progress the feud with uh, Shane McMahon while being the champ, and Shane is like Daniel Bryan was yeah, doing the Yeah, just Miz, like the Miz and Daniel Bryan thing. Except we can actually get a payoff, and then eventually, three months from now, right before Survivor Series, you happen to see Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens in a non-title match because he'll have lost to two insert babyface here. It's, it's, did you it's make logical. a pick, Aaron? Oh, yeah. I, I said it's AJ Styles because okay. I think Owens yes. goes to Shane. 
I, I agree. I think this match is going to be the match of the night, personally. And, yeah, this is going to set the stage for, I don't know if it's going to be a Survivor Series or where it's going to be, but you're going to have a Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon, McMahon match, and AJ Styles will be the winner. Uh, I uh, uh, I agree on all accounts. I'm nervous about that because it could be a free point for uh, AJ. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I think that it, it's more logical to have Shane cost Kevin Owens and continue the feud towards where you're going to ultimately go with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. So. Don't forget Shane was in a helicopter crash. He was in a helicopter crash. I don't think he's – I don't think if – the reason that I pick – the main reason why I pick Kevin Owens is I don't think that he's in – physical condition to go and wrestle anytime you, soon. So you think if he hadn't been in the helicopter crash, this would have been the Kevin match Owens, at Shane Oh, so right you, you think that he didn't just no-sell it? That there No, are... yeah. I mean, dude, you're in a helicopter. Bro, if I get it uh, at practice, I'll pre- I practiced two days ago, sore as shit from the game, but I was able to like walk around and do stuff, but like my body still hurt like a bitch. I got to think a helicopter crash got to feel a little bit like playing a football game. Maybe. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't have no idea what it's pleasant for what yeah, it's worth. I, I don't think, I don't know, I have no idea, I have no experience of crashing in a helicopter. Yeah, so. yeah. Me neither, thankfully. Um, all right, I hear you, I hear you. So Go ahead, let's move forward. Uh, Raw tag team titles are on the line as uh, the reunited shield, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins against Cesaro and Sheamus. That's not the shield. It's the reunite. Oh, it's not the shield. Oh, for fuck's sake. They did the shield thing, so it's, it's not oh the shield. God. Uh, who's who's it's up? me. It's and uh, the interesting thing here is I think are we kind of all on the same page that eventually this is leading to the Ambrose heel turn on Rollins, or do you think this is an extended no. run? No, I do think it's the uh, Ambrose heel turn eventually, but I don't think it's here. I think that they win the titles here, they hold it for a month or two, and then Ambrose turns it. I think that that helps both Ambrose and Rollins. Uh, I think it's best for Raw, but uh, yeah, I. I I could see it at SummerSlam. I think that would be a little bit too quick, but I could see it at SummerSlam. But I think the short run is better before doing that, so I have uh, Ambrose and Rollins winning. I think at some point Ambrose and Rollins are going to win the championship. I just don't think it's going to happen in this match, so I'm sticking with uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, I think I think that you're going to have Ambrose. I think it's Ambrose and Rollins, and I, I do agree that you're ultimately getting the Ambrose heel turn, but I think that the, you first get a little bit of a run out of him, but I think it, I think it starts on Sunday night. Yeah, uh, I'm going Ambrose and Rollins as well. Um, I don't believe into the internet hype that everyone else believes in. That's what's going to happen after that. But I do believe Ambrose and Rollins are going to win this match. All right. All right. Uh, We have the first of two world title matches as Jinder Mahal faces Shinsuke Nakamura, now without the specter of Baron Corbin. Not at all. Steve Miggs. Shinsuke Nakamura, brand new champion. I can't wait for this moment. This, this is going to be great. This is the weird one, right? Because it seems almost like too obvious, right? That like once you blow off the Baron Corbin thing, that it, it's got to be for Nakamura, right? But is it? When is the India tour? When is that? You know, I don't know, and I, I didn't even realize that. I know there's a Japan tour coming up in September. I don't know if they are on the same tour there, if, if they go from India to Japan or vice versa. I, should, I got the old internet here. September 2017. So, yeah, they're, they're hitting, I think, in the same tour, both Japan and India, then. I mean, you don't have to have Jinder Mahal be the champion. Certainly don't. When, when you go to India, as long as you keep him in a prominent spot on the card, right? Like, if he's if he's facing someone for the championship. I mean, if you have Jinder versus Nakamura, then you have your main event for both Japan and India. 
Yeah, you really do. Um, now you could say the same thing. You could all still have that with Nakamura being the the one that's that's pushing and Mahal being the champion. I think I'm gonna. I'm trying to out. I think I'm trying to outthink myself. Yep, like, that's I, currently what you're doing. I think I'm trying to say it's too obvious for Nakamura to win, so it can't be that Nakamura is going to win. But maybe it just is obvious. Maybe that just is the answer, and Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be the champion. So Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh yeah. I I am. I'm in on SummerSlam because of the moment that I'm going expecting to see. First of all, Jinder Mahal can work, and he's been able to work for years. I've been telling people he could work ever since he first debuted with no facial hair. And <clears throat> and I've been telling people for years that Jinder Mahal was great, and I have more than enough evidence of this. And even before he came on our show, I thought he was dope. He was my favorite member of 3MB, and people laughed at me for that. And on top of all of that, he's going against the guy. That at this moment in time is the hottest professional wrestler on the planet. Sure. Period. Yeah. And they both can work like a motherfucker. And they're both physical and they're both strong as shit. I'm expecting this to be an incredible match. And I'm expecting Shinsuke to come out on top. Shinsuke Nakamura, your new champ. Thank you for a wonderful reign, Jinder Mahal. Uh, yeah, if they randomly not randomly push Nakamura but really shot Nakamura from not even talking to the title into the title match just to have him lose I don't know what the WWE is doing they they put him in this match to win it and Nakamura is going to win this match and it's going to be a great moment and it's a perfect place for it like it's the place that you know right. people are going to absolutely lose their shit when Nakamura is standing there with the title mm-hmm. I do I do think they have to figure out a way to make it appear as though he's not like they really have to do a good job of selling the drama uh here in order to pull that off uh, they'll but, do it with the Singh brothers they'll yeah. do it. They, uh-huh. there are plenty of ways to sell the drama mid match you know what I'm nervous about is that somehow it's going to involve John Cena I'm oh, very God. nervous about that. If the, the, mm. they feel as though John Cena has to be the one that really he really won the title for Nakamura, like I'm just very nervous about that, and I've been thinking about it all week. That how are you going to equalize the Singh brothers, right? Like what's what's your plan? You haven't associated anyone with Nakamura except for this loose association with John Cena and John Cena being the superhero, right? And like. Lee I, England Jr. comes out and hits the Singh Brothers with a violin. That's that. what I want to see right there. In. I'm just telling you, I am nervous there's going to be some John Cena involvement somehow in this because I'm just nervous about that. That's all. Uh, John fine. Cena's not even Asian. I understand that. <laughs> you think they're going to do an entire main event of the mat- of the night without an American performer being involved in some way? No, it's Correct. okay because they're going to change USA not, at Nakamura because he's against event. gender. Oh, that's true. It's not the main event. <laughs> it's right. not the main event. Right. That's why. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally. So let's get to the main event. Lesnar, Reigns, Joe, Strowman. Universal title. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I mean, wh- whatever. If, if we have all any in. complaints about the rest of the card, throw it out for the main event. <laughs> Because this is wonderful. Is this me? It is you. God damn it. I don't like that I have to go first here. Son of a bitch. Can I punt? Does anybody else want this one? I'm willing to trade it for a fifth round pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, God. So, ultimately, I've heard a lot of people say something like, well, I think there are really only two people that can win this match. I think, AJ, you said something like Correct. that recently. There is only two people that can win I this match. I disagree with that. I honestly... 
Let me rephrase. I think all four of them could win the match. I I think realistically only two people can win the match. I think that everyone is being dismissive of Joe, and I don't think there's any world in which they couldn't say, that makes it perfect for us. Joe, Joe... If you're talking about kind of relative hotness and not right. talking about looks, but how Joe well- only wins if Paul Heyman becomes his new advocate, which <laughs> obviously we have no yeah, problem. It'd be with. amazing if they did that, <laughs> but that's the only way. But like Joe is probably at the top of like where he's going to get a crowd reaction right now, and that's why I would really consider pulling the trigger on him. It's Braun Strowman's time. The answer is Braun Strowman. Um, I, I've been telling you guys for a while now. There are. Uh, there are two people that can win this match realistically, and it all depends on one person. If they have a deal right now, the same deal they had with UFC the last time that Bro- uh, Brock Lesnar went away and fought in UFC and failed a drug test and everybody didn't care because he wasn't that. Roman Reigns. I don't remember that happening. Um, when, uh, when, he, when he got caught doping and nobody cared because yeah, he wasn't Roman Reigns. I think you made that up. Um, when he said that he was white boy strong and yeah, white boys don't need to that. do all those things. I, I don't remember no, WWE that really reporting like that. that. It doesn't it's sound like it's just, it's just super interesting do. how that all it happened. Doesn't, doesn't At the exact right. same time Roman Reigns got failed a drug test and nobody gave a shit. Keep saying that. Um, do you remember that? <laughs> they didn't mention it on Raw. It couldn't have like happened. just made all that up. But uh, if, news, if, yeah, right? it sounds like it. When, uh, when Brock Lesnar decided that he was going to do both, he was able to do both very well. He may have decided he doesn't want to do both anymore. He may have decided that even if WWE offered him a deal, he doesn't want to do both anymore. That might be why he's... I mean, John Bones Jones has no reason to, to call out Brock Lesnar unless there's already a fight like in the works. I hear you about that. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I do. I, I do. I, I don't. Do. I just don't believe that. For the record, I one hundred percent. I think they might have talked about it because I don't there's know, money. I don't know if it's necessarily. Remember imminent. when we never thought Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather would happen? That. I'm and not that's saying, next I'm not saying It's because I don't think it will happen. I don't think there were plans for that. I genuinely. Here's what I know about Dana White. If that was done and John Jones was talking about it in the ring, he doesn't run from that when he's asked about it afterwards. He's thinking money. He has run from it afterwards. I don't think they have something in the works. I yet. think he's run from it because of his deal with Vince. In order to not, if he sells it over the top, then it's clear Brock's leaving. Uh, then I don't think he would have let John Jones say something in the ring. There, he can control with John. Oh, Jones I agree says. with that. I think it's. I think that that somebody's gone rogue. Now, if your argument is John Jones just went rogue on Dana White, like they had an agreement, they knew what was going on. Fine. I think that John Jones just went rogue because somebody approached him. This whole thing started when somebody randomly approached him with a question that week and said, "What would you think about a money fight?" And I think that John Jones literally all of a sudden said, "Oh shit." Yeah, I, I want to do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love to whoop Brock Lesnar. Yeah, ass. right. Are you fucking kidding um, me? All that being said, if Brock Lesnar has the double deal, he's going to hold the belt. Period. He's going to walk out with the belt. He's going to be hotter than he ever has been since he uh, beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. He's going to be that hot if he walks in with the belt and leaves with those three other guys in the ring, and he leaves with the belt. He is. Who can beat him? Right. That I mean, you got him to the exact same point you had him when he beat. The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Now, that being said, I don't think that there's a deal. And I told you from the beginning, it is time for Braun Strowman to be the WWE Universal Champion. I said it was either going to be Brock Lesnar or Braun Strowman. I don't think it's Brock Lesnar. I'm picking Braun Strowman. Here's my thoughts on this. If it's not Lesnar, if the plan going into this from however long ago was that Lesnar's going to drop the belt here, this should be a singles match. This should be a big deal. Lesnar's dropping belt. And that there's the, the counter-argument that they want to keep Brock strong right. even while right. dropping the belt. I think that they get more out of a 
someone beating him for the belt on their own. I think that's where the, really the money is. So for that reason, I think that that moment is happening down the line, possibly WrestleMania, possibly a little bit before. Uh, I don't think it happens here. I think Lesnar retains. Steve Miggs. You know, it's it's been a minute since I've lost a bet on jobbing out. So fuck it. I'm going with it. I'm going to go with my heart. And Samoa Joe is going fuck to be you, WWE Miggs. champion. Fuck you, Miggs. Because that means Samoa Joe is going to win. Or it means Roman Reigns is going to win. Because none of you, us man. somehow picked Roman Reigns <laughs> in a title Jesus. match. I got to tell you something, Steve Miggs. You got balls, man. And he's he's always going to blow us away or I, he's going to lose all over it. You got balls, man, and I can't wait to see you rub pizza sauce all over them. All right? <laughs> I can't. Thank you for stepping on it, Aaron. That's Thank right. you. You're welcome. I appreciated that. That's uh, bad chemistry right there. No doubt, man. Steve Miggs would never do that to me because we got I actually got a C in chemistry. Thing. One of my few Cs. Oh, look at you. Look at you. All right, uh, Steve Miggs. <laughs> where people, where, what's going on with Steve Miggs versus the world of wrestling and all the other billion projects that we need to plug for you? Uh, dude, uh, just last week I had uh, Lance Storm on. That was a lot of fun. Good dude. Um, I can you can check it out on iTunes or uh, KSW.com. Just look Boring. up Bigs versus the world of wrestling. And then, uh, if you, uh, Did you sing the anthem with him or not? Because if you didn't, then I don't, I don't know that I'll ever want to listen to it. I failed you. We did God not sing it. damn it. Did you call him boring? God damn it. No, he was great. He was great. I, I know what you said, but he was, dude, the guy was great. And and uh, this upcoming Friday, so whenever this comes out, maybe today or whatever, uh, a guy that you guys recently had on, and we even um, talked a little bit about you guys talking to him, uh, Al Snow is going to join uh, Big versus the dude, World of Wrestling to talk about his new clothing apparel. My God, do I love Al Snow, who killed when he was on our show. Oh, Correct. Oh, it was great. God, he murdered when he was on our show. That is awesome. I will look forward to that because when Al Snow talks – People should be listening. But, yeah, the apparel stuff is really interesting. I, I don't, if you guys aren't paying attention to what's been going on on the Internet in the last couple of weeks, there are wrestlers that are bitching about the way that Al Snow, like, he's, it's it sort of sounds a little bit like a pyramid scheme, but it's not. Like, it's a whole deal, man. Like, it's a weird thing that's going on there. But uh, it, it is a weird thing, but it's kind of cool. I, I have a lot of buddies that are indie wrestlers here in Seattle, and a lot of them are, are, are sponsored collar and elbow wrestlers now, and it's, Dude, at the end of the day, it's, it doesn't cost them anything. They encourage their their fan base to buy a shirt, and they get five bucks for every shirt sold. I mean, it's it's very it, it has that pyramid scheme vibe, right? But, but it's not. I get it. It's, it's not. Yeah. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. Like if I'm I'm not going to sell somebody else's shirt because I I wouldn't be good at that. But you know, if you are, God bless you. Yeah, go about doing it. Uh, good deal, man. It's at I'm Steve Miggs on Twitter. Yes. Give him a follow there, and you can see all the shit that he's up to, including hanging out with Ice Cube. Because today was a good day. Steve Miggs, incredible. That was that was a good job you just not did. Bad, right? Not well bad. done. Steve Miggs, I love you, buddy. Uh always appreciate it. We will I don't I don't know what two pay per views from now is. It's probably something like it's got the word back in it, if I'm guessing. <laughs> it's called like back it up or something like that. I know like Night of Champions is coming up, but yeah, what, whenever it is, we will talk to you then, my friend. Great champions of fire. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we come back in. Ron Snyder, he's got a new book out. It's called Wrestling's New Golden Age. We'll talk to him, and uh, then we'll wind things down. It is uh, uh, Glenn, Aaron, and then... Oh, this is my part? Yeah. The main event. AJ Francis is jobbing out. You better keep that in. Let the Aberdeen Ironbirds take all the stress out of planning your family's next night out. Introducing the Green Turtle Friends and Family Package. Get four Ironbirds tickets... Four Green Turtle Dinners and four Iron Birds Caps for just $49.96. That's a $208 value for $49.96. Purchase your Green Turtle Friends and Family Package online today 
by visiting ironbirdsbaseball.com. Your summer starts now. Segment number three, it is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, the main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. I have a friend. His name is Ron Snyder. And Ron um, would have done this anyway. He just would have gone to all of these shows because he is a wrestling nerd. But he figured if he was going to all of them anyway, he might as well write a book about it. And so that book is out now. I've read it. It's called Wrestling's New Golden Age. You can pick it up on Amazon. We'll link it up on our Twitter account, at Jobbing Out Show. But Ron Snyder joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Ron, it's good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Good, good talking to you, Glenn. It's been too long, my friend. Uh, admit it. You would have gone to all these shows anyway with your son. This was nothing more than just an excuse for you to go to more wrestling. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I figured, I figured uh, that was the case. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I it, I can think of worse jobs to have than to just go to a bunch of shows for a couple of years. Um, take me through when you decided to do the book, why you decided to do the book, and what the 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 premise was for you of what you wanted to accomplish. Well, uh, you know, I I've covered the wrestling scene locally, mainly with MCW for a long time. I've, I've got a, a great working relationship and, and friendship with. With those folks over there, guys like you know Dan McDevitt and Sean Creedle and, and and those guys, and we're not you know, we don't uh, allow plugs for Sean. I was going to say show. Sean. No, we don't, we don't no. allow plugs for him. On Who this is show. that? Yeah, he's a bad. He's a bad. <laughs> Who is that person? <laughs> Go ahead. So you know, a lot of times you know when they when you know you've 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 had a lot of their guests on. You know, when someone would come into town, whether it be you know Matt Hardy or I've heard of him. Scott Hall or Kevin Nash or whoever, you know, they would. I would call them. Call them when we do interviews with them and, and do stories and talk about the shows. But on top of that, I kind of felt like you know, those were great stories and it was great to get those names. But I felt like the the great stories I was seeing was the guys that were coming up through the through the ranks, um, you know, um, and really trying to make it in the business and, and the passion that they showed for the for the industry. And I said, this is some really good stories. This is some really good. Um, it was really exciting, great wrestling. And, and, you know, there's been a lot of great wrestling books through the years, you know, going all the way back to Mick Foley, you know, uh, with, his, with his book and a lot of great wrestlers. But I was looking for something unique. And one thing I've noticed is there wasn't anything out there about independent wrestling. Uh, it's a really growing industry. And, you know, I, I, I pitched the idea, and the, you know, the publishing company loved it, and you know, it kind of grew from there. Do, do you think that, you know, you say the golden age of independent wrestling, and I 100% agree with you. Do you think that that's the case because there's not a major number two like there, you know, there always had been in the past, or do you think it's just because, like it is in the NFL, for example, for example, where the development in the game at a younger age has grown so much that by the time people get to adulthood, there are more people capable of doing things than there were 20 years ago? I think it's a kind of a combination. Um, you know, the athleticism I'm seeing, you know, at an MCW event uh, is as good as I've seen, you know, even back in, you know, in the territory days and even better than, than, than those eras. And, you know, the, the, the independence really grew out of the ashes of the Monday Night Wars. 
You know, we I grew up in the '80s with the territories. I could watch the Von Erichs in Dallas. I could watch the Ganyas in Minnesota. You know, the Crockett's in in the, in the Mid Atlantic area. And then, you know, of course, you know, we had ECW, WCW, and WWE in the 90s really battling it out. And then by 2001, right, ECW goes out of business. We all remember Vince McMahon coming on Nitro and saying he just bought his competition. And there was no alternative. So, you know, wrestling fans who for decades had all these great opportunities to watch wrestling in, in different venues now had one. And on top of that, the wrestlers who had different places to work and hone their craft had nowhere else to go. So, you know, I think through the ashes of that, you know, these independent promotions, like, look, hey, Lou, there's a lot of great talent out there now. And they started building these independent promotions. And, and you know, I think wrestlers realized that you know, there was ways to make a living outside of the WWE you know, for, from 02 to 08, it feels like it usually looked back on said it was kind of a, a wasteland for indie wrestling. Around 08, though, there was that real explosion that you're talking about that, that really has led to all of this. What do you think was the biggest thing to really spark that uh, explosion around 08? Well, I think it took, I think it took four or five years, you know, for, for, for wrestlers or promotions to kind of figure out what was out there. You know, you think about, you know, there was no number two, right? So the ashes of, I think, you know, from the ashes of WCW really came TNA, Impact, Global Force Wrestling, whatever you want to call it today. Uh, you know, of Honor kind of came up from the ashes of, of ECW to a degree. Um, and, and it took different formulas out there to kind of figure out what could work. Um, you know, the, the Jimmy Hart tried it with the XWF, with Hogan and a bunch of other people. Uh, there was the, tour, the, the, the group that toured Australia. Um, and and you know, nothing really worked. And I think what happened was was that it just took some time for for local promoters to kind of see what worked. And once they did, you know, I think they realized it was this this, this combination. You see it here at MCW, combination of of homegrown talent, you know, building you know building up the right way, and then bringing in some names to kind of bring in the crowd, so to speak. You know, the the, the, the were the common. Uh, the, the the common fan who might not know who a Leo Rush was or a Bruiser was, you know, could know who, you know, but they know who Matt Hardy is. They know who Jack Swagger is or, or what have you. And yeah, I think that that formula kind of worked and, and it kind of grew from there. He is Ron Snyder. The book is called Wrestling's New Golden Age. It's available now. He joins us on Jobbing Out. Ron, one of the things that you tackled in the book, and it's it's fascinating to me, is is you're right, and and we've all discussed it that this is it's unreal what you have option wise as a wrestling fan, and I think some of the things that you alluded to are the options that the wrestlers themselves have uh, because of this golden age of independent wrestling. But there seems to be this other question, which is considering how much there is, and considering they've all kind of been feeder systems, the WWE. Why haven't a few of these guys, or or, or some combination of these guys? been able to figure something out in order to be more of a competitor for the WWE. Why has no one attempted that at this point? Well, I think, you know, and, and Joe Kopp really says it in the book, um, you know, the COO of Ring of Honor, um, you know, there's just, WWE has got such a stratosphere above everyone else. You know, it's like the NFL. Like, like you said, I mean, the NFL, it's, anyone that's tried has just failed miserably. And I think most people now aren't trying to be a number, like that, that, 1A like WCW was. I think they're just trying to carve out a niche 
and, and, and build up slowly but surely. Yeah, I mean, I see it. I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, know. I think there's opportunities there. I think yeah. people are trying. Um, you know, I think I think Ring of Honor, you know, has the ability to be that number two with the, with the Sinclair network um, behind them and, and that that and that um, you know growing number of stations in their in their market. Um, you know, I think you know part of the problem has been you know no one's really been able to get on on TV on a, on a given night like like Nitro was. You know, I think that's that's part of it. You know, Ring of Honor is on every week, but I don't know what you know. It comes sometimes. It comes on at midnight. Right. Sometimes it comes on at ten. Sometimes it comes on, you know, on forty-five. Sometimes it comes on fifty-four. And I don't get pop TV, so I, I hardly ever watch, you know, Global Force Wrestling. I watch it a little bit on, you know, where I can get on online on social media. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm not paying another twenty bucks a month for pop TV on my on my cable bill. So I think that's par- probably the biggest issue is the television. So, uh, do do you think that? It's only a matter of time before someone gets to that level, like someone gets the opportunity to get um, that TV deal where they can go against WWE, maybe not head-to-head, but like on a consistent... As a strong number two. As a strong number two. I mean, like we have, I mean, we have Impact Wrestling, but we say it every six months, Impact's about to go out of business. So like, do you think that it's... Do you think that it could ever reach the level that it was in the mid nineties to the mid to late nineties? I'm 90s not again? sure if we're ever going to see that again. I mean, that was a, a confluence of things that came together. I mean, you know, Ted Turner and, and, and WCW grew up with each other, so you know, it was his baby from the time. You know, even though he, you know, different wrestling made Turner what it was in many regards. I mean, he, it was it was the biggest thing on the Superstation, so he always had that backing for it. I think Ring of Honor has the best chance given its Sinclair tie-ins. You know, there's talk, obviously, of Sinclair purchasing the, the Tribune stations, which would give them WGN. I think if they got the WGN station, um, that would put them on a national platform that, that, that most cable companies have. I, I think that's the best case scenario. But I, I'm not sure that Sinclair really wants to, you know, I, they haven't shown... They've shown that they want to be a strong number two, but they haven't shown that they want to go. They're ready to go head to head with McMahon yet. I feel you. Do you think for now you've traveled around and you saw a whole bunch of indie shows and you've seen a whole bunch of different promotions? For your money, I want to know what are the top three indie promotions that you've seen? Uh, well, and I'm not just saying this because it's local, but I got to say, I mean, uh, you know, MCW is really to me. Right there at the top. Who's the booker um, for that? I don't know. Who's yeah, he's who's an that a-hole. And we don't like him. Joe. Who's so. that person? <laughs> <laughs> and Sean didn't pay me to say that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure, so of course he didn't. Wait, wait, wait. Opening, opening um, themselves up and really letting me, you know, getting a, a real good inside view of it. But I mean, they just do it. I mean, look, they they do it the right way. They 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 they're family friendly. They bring in. They don't just bring on. They don't just book anybody um, who can sell some tickets. They don't put any just anybody on their show. Um, you know, that's, that's really, to me, I mean, you know, you look at their roster, look, Leo Rush, you know, who they trained going to WWE, you got, um, Velveteen Dream, you know, Patrick Clark started there, you know, WWE just signed their first female official, uh, uh, from out of, um, you know, the MCW, Adam Cole got, got one of his early breaks, um, there as well. And another one, you know, that, that is Quietly building a, a great following is Wildcat Wrestling yeah. in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Hawk, the veteran wrestler, um, does an amazing job. He was another person that really 
uh, was a great contributor to my, my book. Um, they got a lot of good wrestlers. Uh, Stevie Richards is the champion. Um, you know, they've got local television, which is something that a lot of independents don't have. Um, right now they have a weekly television spot. Um, they're really, really good. Um, you know, those are the, those are the two that really, uh, come to mind. Um, you know, then there's a lot of other ones that are, are, are solid. UCWA out of New Jersey, they run the Super 8 every year. Uh, you got the New York Wrestling Club up in New York that has produced Zach Ryder, um, you know, Mike Mondo, you know, who was Mikey from the Spirit Squad. Um, you know, those are some other good ones. CZW still running strong up in, you know, up the East Coast. So those are the real big ones, I think, you know, that, that and, um, have done well. And the NWA is trying to make a run at it again. The NWA? Yeah, the NWA. Well, the, well, the, well you know, Corgan, they, Corgan bought it. Oh, I was I was thinking of a different NWA. I just watched yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to gotta yeah. say that. Yeah, the, that NWA, you know what I mean? It's obviously not what it was. I hope they don't bring Jerry Heller with them. That would be terrible. <laughs> sorry. I, this is just bad shtick. He's just like terrible, a terrible, he could terrible stick. He could definitely, he definitely, Jerry Heller's definitely like a mid-80s promoter. He, oh, oh, my God. God. There's 100%. no doubt about that. No doubt. Sorry, go ahead, Aaron. So, I apologize. No, I mean, I think, you know, they're, they're trying to make a run at it with um, th- th- these groups of independent promotions, and then, you know, they're, they're doing well. And also another one that, that's kind of does it, does it the right way, that, that's kind of learned a lot from MCW, is not far away, is Primal Conflict Wrestling. Yeah, we Tyler like Steele out of West Virginia does an amazing job out there as well. You know, we, we've talked about companies needing that TV deal to really compete with WWE, to, but to be with the number two, do you think they need it? Or when we're seeing things like New Japan airing the entire G1 live and people staying up at weird hours of the night to watch it or Evolve using Flow Slam and uh, Wrestle Circus using Twitch to uh, air all of their uh, shows live, do you think that we need a TV deal or or uh, could they do it over the Internet and make it that big of a splash? Well, well, I think they can do it. I mean, we're seeing that now. I mean, all the independent, almost all the main independent promotions have their own streaming system. You got social media, which means a lot of these guys. You're finding these wrestlers on, you know, YouTube. You're finding them on, on like you said, uh, on, on Flow Sport and, and things that like. Um, I mean, I didn't even talk about New Japan because I don't even consider New Japan an independent promotion. I Nor mean, should, I yeah. think they're. Uh, I mean, they're they're there's big they're as big as they come. They're probably number two in the world right now behind WWE. But I mean, you know, the, the social, you know, digital age is, is is the big equalizer as far as exposure, as far as revenue streams, as far as building an audience. But right now, I mean, you know, the biggest thing is, and anyone in media will tell you, whether you're in sports or whether you're in, you know, news, you know, which I've worked in for a long time, you know, it's monetizing it. You know, can you can you build it up the scale that you need to yeah. for it to succeed? I mean, you can build up the audience. I think more people are watching wrestling than even during the territory days because of social media. But you know, the the question is, is that can you monetize it? I think that's the biggest question right now. Ron, last one for you. Do you in in talking to the number of wrestlers that you did, and I know because again, I read the book. It was a whole boatload of them at every <laughs> level. Um, do you sense that they? want there to be another major corporation or do you sense that the system works for them right now that they like the freedom of i can be in one city one weekend there's enough quality promotions that i can work for that i can make a decent living doing this it's not killing me like which which do you think the wrestlers themselves would prefer to have exist 
I think it cuts both ways. I mean, I think it depends on who 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 you are as far and where you are in your career. You know, I mean, before you know, before Matt Hardy, the Hardys resigned with the WWE, they're a prime example. You know, they. Um, you know, were able were able to set their own schedule, and they were making just as much money as they were in WWE without having to travel. You know, Cody Rhodes. Look what Cody Rhodes is doing um, since leaving the WWE. I mean, he he's as big a star now as he's ever been, um, and not really tied down. But at the same time, you know, look, they're hustling. They had you know, you're hustling to, to get these without that name. But all what make what's common about those is they already had a name built in WWE. Right, I mean, I'm sure wrestlers out there, and I've talked to a lot. A lot of wrestlers did want that, would like that huge number option, you know, where 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 you know you, you know what if McMahon doesn't want me, you know, Turner might want me. And they're willing to pay the guaranteed you know money that um, you know, that you can't get elsewhere. I mean, look, Cody Rhodes is making all that money, more, or more money now than he was WWE, but like with his overhead, he's got, he's dealing with his own bookings, he's dealing with his own travel, he's dealing with. A lot of things that he might not have to deal with if there was right. another number, another option out there for him. So, he claims he I mean, nets more money, by the way. Cody does. Cl- Cody that? claims he nets more money doing this than he did in the WWE. Yeah, I saw that article as well. So I mean, but it's still he's working. He's he's hustling for it. And that's for no, sure. no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And you're right. It doesn't. Not everybody can do that. There's that Cody is in a very rare. Is it who was it recently that told us that all the guys that could do it are the guys that were in the Bullet Club? Like it was just. If you're in the bullet, uh, Donovan told us. Donovan Dijak told us. He said he's like, if you can, if you're in the Bullet Club, you can do it. If you're not, right. not quite as easy. <laughs> not quite. So you, as think of, you think of the Young Bucks. You think of Kenny Omega. You think yeah. of, you know, uh, you know, all those guys. And, and you know, I think the Ring of Honor has done a good job of locking up some of these guys now to give them. I think they're giving them a little bit more of an option where you know they don't travel as much. Um, they're making a decent living, um, and some, to a degree, they can take independent bookings as well. But He is Ron Snyder. Again, the book is called Wrestling's New Golden Age, How Independent Promotions Have Revolutionized One of America's Favorite Sports. You can pick it up on Amazon. It is an excellent read for any wrestling fan. It really, really dives into um, a realm that, as Ron uh, mentioned, hasn't fully been touched upon. Uh, Your dogs have decided it's time for us to go. So, Ron, (laughs) uh, it's also at Ron Snyder Media on Twitter as well. Hey, buddy, uh, uh, proud of you, thrilled. Uh, that I know you've been working on this for a long time, so thrilled that it's finally come to fruition for you, brother, and uh, wishing you nothing but continued success. Let's talk again soon. Absolutely, and good luck to you guys. Keep up the great work, and I really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll catch up at the next uh, MCW card. Sounds good, man. All right, thank you. Good stuff. Pick up Ron's book. He's a good guy. You've seen him and his son at like literally every MCW show for the last five years hanging out, and uh, a great dude. All right, um, we're going to wind down. This is the part of the show where we address the one thing that we haven't addressed this week, and that is, of course, uh, the health of one Ric Flair. I had um, I had an idea that was posed to me. Unfortunately, the Ravens weren't home this week, but a- AJ, you're a professional football player. Correct. The team that you play for is playing at home Correct. on Saturday. How would you feel if, like, Instead of chanting anything and they're doing the Redskins, the, you know, it was just woos. It'll be sick all day. I've already, Saturday. I've already said if if I get a sack in this game, I'm gonna throw up my bully club signal like I always do. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, uh, I'm definitely gonna do a Ric Flair strut. I mean, without a doubt, you you have to. Oh, oh, oh! I'm doing it right now. Oh, woo! I mean, styling and profiling. So you better get a sack now. Yeah, the right. limousine. You get five. Hold on. 
Don't you? I did the same thing that Aaron just did. You yeah, are right? the worst. You didn't say that to Aaron when he did to me. The limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing. Alligator so fresh and so hard to keep him down, son of a gun. Woo! And to beat a man, you got to beat the man. Diamonds are forever, and so is Ric Flair. Woo! Can I get two claps in a nature boy? Obviously, it goes without saying that our thoughts are with uh, Ric Flair. Um, We know that it's a very serious situation that could change at any moment. Correct. And so we are, you know, we are we are understanding that we might have recorded this whole thing and there could be some sort of update even before you hear it. Yeah. Um, We hope that that update is that he's fine. All's good. That's what we're hoping for. Because I can I need Ric Flair to strip down to his underwear one more time. Right. I can't live and in a drop world an elbow on option. his suit. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I it, it's one of those when when I first saw the news that he was going to the hospital, it made me realize like I can't fathom Ric Flair dying. Like there there are plenty of of wrestlers, those former wrestlers, who it's like I hear them die and I'm really sad about. I mean, it, but Ric it's Flair like, really died 25 years. I mean, ago. Ric Flair is immortal. And he's just lived through it. Yeah, Ric Flair is immortal. I, I just right. I wouldn't be able to process it. Like that that's impossible. Ric Flair yeah. dying? No yeah. way. It, it can't happen. It's like when Macho died. That was so fucking sad. Like that ruined. Oh, that ruined I, an entire week for me. Like I, I grew up a Macho. I grew up. Like, I hear you. When I was a little kid, uh, first of all, my first crush I ever had in my life was Miss Elizabeth. As it should have been. Without a doubt. I mean, it's Miss Elizabeth. But like that ruined. Like I was literally melancholy, and I that would absolutely happen again, if this news were to turn sour. But hopefully, it works out for the best. Uh, hopefully, I don't have to wear my Ric Flair socks in memoriam. Hopefully, I get to wear them in joyous occasions while yes. seeing that he's overcome the obstacles. I mean, and I, I don't want to think about He's going to kick out. I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to kick out. He's the but if, if somehow he did, like, what happens if 2 p.m. on Sunday it happens? Like, what does that do to SummerSlam? Well, I mean, you do it. You, 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 do, to you Flair, do the but, show, but you know, that, that casts a yes, serious call over it. I don't want to really think about that. I really don't want to think about that. You know what I mean? Like, I. Yeah. But that's what they – they've made it very clear that, that they're not going to not do the show. They're not going right. to – they would just do an unbelievable – and everybody would come out and do their Ric Flair tribute before every match. And yeah. That's how it would go. And and I actually – it's they would I would bet there would be some, some performers that would argue that, like, if something terrible was going to happen, you would prefer to be together and working yeah. because – you want the people that you love to be around you. Yeah. You want like there's something to be said for a sense of normalcy. Things along those lines. Um, look, I just don't even want to. Just, just let's not even. Just let's do it. He'll let's kick play. out. Let's do He'll it. Kick let's do it. it. He'll kick out. Obviously, our thoughts are with him. All right, let's uh, let's wind down, boys. Let's get some plugs in. AJ. Yeah, um, as you'll hear later uh, at the end of the show. Uh, God people, damn it, we're not really doing this. Yes, we are. are we. Yeah, we're I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm walking out that. of here, and you're not going to get your typical jobbing out thing that I do. If I, you know, we can just pull it from another week. That's fine. Right? Like Go you ahead. understand, we can do that. We, in fact, you realize we've had to do that for like the last five weeks. I'm hip. And Actually, I'm, last week I had Aaron do it. And, and, I'm, and I'm counting. Out. And I'm counting on you guys being too lazy to do it again. Uh, <laughs> you may not be wrong. Of course, it, it, it would know, take it would take work to put it back. You know what happened last week is I said to Aaron, I'm like, I don't really feel like going through and finding because like I literally I haven't just saved one like that's sitting on my computer somewhere. I have to go back and pull. Every time, yeah. So then, the last week's show, I'm like, "You just do it, dummy," <laughs> and it sucked. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, everybody that's heard my album, man, they love it. It I is mean, great. It, they, it is great. Uh, it's. I have stop to, putting just him to, over. Just to put in perspective, like 
this isn't just like a one-off. This isn't something I do. Like I have two shows booked this weekend. Yeah, can, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. So you're going straight from FedEx Field to, to Silver sh- Spring. To Silver Spring to do a show, correct. That, Where? I, at that the I am headlining. Firehouse at Fire, One? At Fire Station, okay. uh, Fire Station One in Silver Spring. Um, it, I'm headlining the show uh, mainly because I'm getting there after everybody else, but also because... <laughs> I didn't even know it was they're open like, that way. They're like, who's the main event? And they're like, well, the guy that can't get here. <laughs> yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's dope, man. It's going to be a good time. Um, I'm going to be performing some songs there. Um, I'm going to be performing uh, the next day at a car show in Columbia. Cool. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Um, I got other people hitting me up. I literally have a DJ who used to work with uh, – he worked in the past with Sway in the morning. Um, you guys know who Sway is, obviously. Was this like you were you worried about that because yeah, I'm white that no. I might not know who Sway is? So, but um, he, Sway used he to be on TRL. Of course, I know who Sway is. The, the the DJ, his name is uh, No Frills. He literally is driving from from Philly to Ashburn on Monday morning just to meet with me because he wants to be my personal DJ. Oh no shit! Like I had a meeting with last week with uh, a promoter from Def Jam. And his name, uh, and he runs. Uh, his name is L L Cool J. <laughs> no. And uh, he runs. James. Smith. He runs a corporation you called Rock Runner in uh, in Richmond, and uh, and he he does a lot of promoting for Def Jam from literally New York all the way down until you get to Georgia. He, oh, that's his whole market, and he wanted to work with me too. I, it's just, I I've always known that I was really good at music. Right. I, I've always liked my music. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like one of those things where right. you it's yours. Else. Yeah, I hear you. You know right. what I'm saying? It's Correct. your music. So, right. of course, like if it was shit, I would like it. You know what I'm saying? It's mine. <laughs> but like but like the response that I've gotten from so many different people. And Fred about, Durst liked his music, too. Yeah, you know what I'm worth. saying? I mean, and speaking of that, I, they, they played Limp Bizkit. They played Nookie at Evolve on Friday before the show. Nah, I feel bad. It was that. kind of amazing to hear. Yeah. Right. But like it, to to – I'm literally haven't got one disparaging word from anyone that's heard the album. Um, well, my mom had a few things she wanted to say about it, but um, she sorry. just, in fairness, doesn't really like the hip hop. It's just I not mean, her yeah. thing. Well, I actually haven't. I, I don't know. Six-year-old white woman is not really my niche. You sure? Uh, I, feel like, I feel like you could do. Are, are you, you saying you're, you're not bridging the gap between yeah, right? between eighteen-year-old black men and sixty-year-old white women? I don't think that all, I am. I don't think liked, I'm capable. They all liked Will Smith. I know yeah. that much. They all like Will. You ever thought about how lame Will Smith was? I say this as a man. In nineties terms, he wasn't though. Who owned every Will Smith? Looking record. back, like yes, from correct. now yes, you're like he was lame. But like but in the nineties, he was like the coolest. And said in a song, he didn't even light his cigar. It was just for the look. look. Yeah. Like that's yeah. how lame yeah. the concept was. And I guarantee that's not exactly that wasn't true in any way. But he was so pandering to like. Mom, the problem with your mom is taking from me. Parents just don't understand. I've heard that somewhere. I've heard it somewhere. <laughs> no, but uh, I just—it's it, been dope, man. And you can go check out my uh, song "Olympic Gold." It's on iTunes right now. It's a single. I'm shooting a music video for it at the University of Maryland. Nice. In uh, next week. Nice. Um, uh, I got a whole bunch of stuff going with that. I got a whole bunch of radio play off that song. You, sh- you sure um, you're allowed to do that? And it's not going to mean that you're like no longer eligible for whatever. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a co- luckily, I'm not a stupid college student anymore. Yeah. Um and. And uh, you can you know my you can pre-order my album now. Everybody that's pre-ordered my album has gotten uh, the full album emailed to them. Not me. In 24 hours. Well, you didn't. You didn't. I didn't sue. need it. I already had one. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was good. Yeah, you're good. I was good. Um, but everybody has it. Um, that's a, that's just a thank you to all the people that have supported me. Um, you don't have to wait with everybody else. But on September 8th, if you have has any, Aaron ordered it yet? 
I don't think so. What when, an asshole. When you stream on September 8th, when you stream, uh, you know, just stream it on anything. Spotify, Tidal, Google Play, Apple Music, Amazon Music. However you listen to music, OTA will be there on September 8th. And uh, thank you guys. Follow me on uh, Instagram at Francis underscore sports or on Twitter at Fran- AJFrancis410 uh, if you want to hear more. Very good. Aaron. Uh, you're on Twitter. At DA Oster. We're on Twitter. At Dropping Out Show. Email. Dropping Out Show at gmail.com. Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. Uh, after all that name dropping from AJ, I got one that tops everything. Well, I, I have renamed Michelle in the Baltimore oh, Sun next cool. week. That's cool. So that, that's cool. pretty cool. Very and cool. Uh, she'll obviously be talking about the May Young Classic. And uh, good luck to her in that. And it's a fun piece. Should, you, should, I tell first... you, should I tell you what happens to her in the May Young Classic? No, I actually know. <laughs> I, I, I actually stumbled on that when I was doing a little research. <laughs> because she wins! Yay! <laughs> uh, it, it drops the 28th, the first two rounds. Yes, Renee uh, Michelle does win the May Young Classic. Spoiler. There you go. Spoiler alert. There you go. We should have said that before it, we it, said even that. Even though that, the finals have not been taped yet. <laughs> she <laughs> so wins! Finals, she just wins. She we wins. know we it. We used to know. do a dumb bit. When I was in Phoenix, we would do a bit where we would um, so we would go see a lot of movies at midnight on Thursday night, and then we would talk about them on Friday night. And we'd say, hey, we're about to give away a spoiler here. If you don't want to know, turn the radio down. We'd say, all right, so here's what you need to know about Spider-Man. Spider-Man dies. And we do it every movie. Like, like, the next week it'd be like, so we saw Shrek, and here's what you need to know. Shrek, Shrek dies. dies. I don't know why we Toy that, Story, man. all the toys. <laughs> Such a dumb You know, it's funny. If you did that on Toy Story 4, and you're like, they, all the toys die. You're and like, then no! everybody's like, oh, okay. And then you're watching the movie. You're like, this son of a bitch really will <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. Thanks again to Ron Snyder for joining us. Thanks to Steve Miggs. Love those guys. Uh, um, support them. Uh, throw them. Do me a favor. Every now and then if you hear something you like. Like we had somebody that was a listener that was up at a show this weekend and met both Donovan Dijak and ACH. And I, pro- I apologize for not. I think it was Eric who's who it was. And he sent out a tweet with both of them tagged in it like, I love these guys on Jobbing Out and it was cool to meet them or something like that. That's fucking awesome because then, like, they know that, that they, they they hear – you're hearing them and that matters to them. That's just a good thing. It helps us a little bit. So shoot but, By the know. way, speaking of ACH, his new theme with – He just followed me on Twitter. Is oh. the greatest theme ever. Oh, yeah. You, it, it's it's the right. Troll Boys, Bad Boys parody, and they just say things – like, they, they intersplice over, like – I care less about what you say, less than Leo Rush cares about big bumps. That's great. Stuff like That's that. That's great. Good stuff. All right. Uh, for Aaron Oster and for? The main event. Vent. 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 Hey, quick question before I keep saying vent. Uh, does Topanga care that he didn't sell the the powerbomb to the table? I mean, I can't. whatever Whatever she thinks is the correct, correct answer. Correct. Vent. AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out!